You were murdered by your own son, then. What? (laughs) I'm reading over the report here that Lynette filed, and it says, You were murdered by your own son, Babel, but the team accomplished the mission. So, that's good. Wait. Where's my son? I would ask if you want to read the report yourself, King. I assume we do not have the time for that. Um, <laughs> Are there pictures? No, I can ask Lynette to uh, to submit an illustrated version later if that would help you. No time. Where's my son? <sighs> King. Is he okay? King, the Furies were successful in their mission to assassinate Babel. And then that means all of them are gone. To be honest, we don't really know how it works, King. The Conduit of Primordium is a mystery, but all of the Babel pieces that were present in the Grave of the Leviathans were destroyed. So there really wasn't a way to save my son then, was there? King, I wish I could give you an answer that would help you sleep at night. Unfortunately... I'm just a simple soul trader. I don't have all the answers. I'm not a philosopher. What if you became a god? Excuse me? Well, that's what people say all the time, right? That the gods are really powerful people, and sometimes they could do things that didn't make sense. Maybe I could just, like, fix something if I was a god. You're not wrong, King. I'm By definition, gods are capable of miracles, and miracles are things which would not ordinarily be possible. So, yes, if you were a god, you would have understanding and wisdom far beyond mortals, such as ourselves, and perhaps you would have access to that. If Anubis was still around, I would ask him. Yeah, but if I was a god, I'd have to fight all the Aethar. That is certainly the political situation in Sigil right now, yeah. Well, no, I mean because of the war. Excuse me? Yeah, there's a war that's going to be coming. We found out about it from a Norn. I'm not a very political person, King. I try to stop bad guys doing obvious bad guy stuff, and I, I leave the politics to the Aethar and the Believers. So if you want to you wanna learn more about that, I'm sure Camilla and Abraham can pencil you in. If you want to know about the, the latest... Uh, fluctuations in the market now i'm your man wasn't it you who told me that people who have power if they choose to not do nothing then they let the bad guys win i i did say that yeah you i do think people have the resp- responsibility to use power if they have it to help people so which one would you choose king you have you have such a such a great way of looking at the world there's two sides, and one must be right and one must be wrong. And that you just got to be smart enough to pick. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it'd be pretty nice. It would be nice, yeah. Unfortunately, just because people disagree doesn't mean one of them's wrong. Yeah, I just don't want to hurt any of my friends or lose any more family. Unfortunately, King, there is no way to live a life. Without pain or loss, these things are inevitable. What you are afraid of is being wrong. It's easy to follow directions when you have somebody like me pointing to the targets just asking you to bring your weapon down. 
But when there's all this confusion, all these choices, and the stakes are so high, what could be more terrifying than having love in your heart and choosing wrong? I reckon that's why so many people just give up on trying to do good. Just look out for themselves. It's a lot easier that way. But you care about other people. Which means you gotta wrestle with that fear every day. And you gotta make your choices. And sometimes you gotta be wrong. Can I go home now? I wanna hug my daughter. I'd say the party's immediate concern, because there's still a lot of things to be concerned about in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, but your immediate concern is all of you have Chaos Phage, an extremely deadly disease that slotty carry. So, are you going to do the thing that you did in Season 4 of Dice Funk, where we have to deal with the realities of the terrible uh, medical system and, and medical insurance and debt, or do we just get to, to pop into the free clinic and they'll just clear this right up for us? I called an ambulance one time because I thought I was dying. I wasn't. Uh, and they, like, came to my dorm room, and they were like, we can't really do anything for you here now. We can take you back to the hospital. I was like, how much do you think it'll cost? And they were like, I don't know, $2,000. And I was like, okay, I'll just die. (laughs) So actually, on a more hopeful note, uh, the medical services in Sigil are provided by one of the factions. We've met them already, uh, the Bleak Cabal. They like us. Oh, our homie. Temp. No, Chastity? Yeah, Yeah. Chastity was a bleaker. The bleak cabal are existentialists. They believe that nothing really matters, so you might as well help people. Because why not? It doesn't matter. Do it anyway. I kind of love these guys. You you know, this is growing more on on me as a way to play this season. I I like the thought that nothing matters, so be nice. See, yeah, that doesn't work well with Blake, though, because he's all about nothing really matters, but at the same time, he's out for him. So... You know. Yeah, that's more of a Doom Guard thing. Yeah. That's the other kind of nothing really matters. Uh, so, yeah, let's start this episode in a bleak cabal um, clinic, essentially a, a low cost clinic, a service they provide to the community. Uh, all three of you went in uh, Cordelia, Blake, and Nifix to get uh, Chaos Phage uh, removed. And uh, you're waiting on your test results. You're sitting in like the waiting room. So like the first image of the episode is like the camera on the three of you sitting side by side by side. Uh, what do you all talk about as you're waiting for your test results? Uh, King is not here. Not side by side by side. No. Cordelia is stretched out over <laughs> a few chairs dramatically because I'm dying. Yeah, Lauren is sick, so whatever uh, whatever the Bleak Cabal uses to get rid of Chaos Phage has a side effect for you on T, where they are very snuffleupagus. Oh no, the mucus. So, do you reckon, do you reckon uh, juice and cookies after, after this? Is this one of those deals? Keep blood sugar up? I cannot swallow a cookie. 
What if we like mush it up for you? Make it a paste. Cookie soup. Cookie soup. <laughs> we'll make. We'll crush so- it in with the juice. It, it, make it a slurry for you. <laughs> oh no, that doesn't sound good. <sighs> oh god. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. This is good acting. Look, I, I, I'm told it's just like getting the clap. All right, you're in, you're out, you get a shot, it's done. And so let's just all relax. This will be over soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, everybody loves drama, so I take it as compliments and that you all think I am delightful. Even here, the magazines are like six years old. How is that possible? Like, this is such a modern facility. It can't even be six years old. Why are the magazines so old? Do you think they get them from, like, an abandoned magazine warehouse or something? It's gotta be some kind of portal shit, right? These things just appeared here. The farm upstate you send your old magazines to? Can I make an insight check on the uh, <laughs> magazines <laughs> in the waiting room? Before you do, can, can Nifix offer up a theory? Sure. See, my, my theory here, this is a faction that that just doesn't care. So why update the magazines? And highlights for gnomes? Who reads highlights for gnomes? <laughs> I want to see this insight on magazines now. <laughs> uh, 20 on my insight check on the magazines. Yeah, I think you probably... Yeah, I think, Blake, you intuit that maybe this is a part of a partnership uh, the Bleak Cabal has with uh, the Doom Guard, because they're both, uh, they both believe nothing matters, but the Doom Guard is using this connection insidiously to keep all the people who read these magazines in despair. So they have <laughs> old, out-of-date, boring-ass magazines, so people who come for medical treatment see them and just go, life's not What's worth it. What's the point? Yeah. Why am I even bothering? Who cares if I die? <laughs> Are there those little toys where it's like the wires and you like push the balls around? Oh, those are so cool. Cordelia's going to play with those with her tail. Nifix is going to turn to turn to Blake and and just say uh after all the fuss you lot were making about how I hadn't killed anyone and was on this team it doesn't seem like it's as a good deal as you were all making it out to be. Well, mostly we just, you know, we tease you. It's some playful workplace ribbing. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. But like, I don't know. The way you were all building it up, I thought it was going to be one of these, I've killed someone and now, uh, oh no, the path to the dark side's been unlocked. I've corrupted my morality meter. <laughs> you know. Oh. I was expecting to feel different. You thought killing somebody would be hard. No, killing somebody's really easy. Like, like you really just have to find the soft spot, stick the knife in. It's it's really not that hard. Yeah, I... I don't know. Oh, and you know what? The more you do it, the better you get at it. Like, the easier it becomes. It's like any other skill. I, I feel... I feel like it's like a... Like when you have a birthday, and you expect that you're going to feel different because you're a different age, but nothing's different. It just sort of keeps going. Yep. Yep, that's, uh... I mean, that seems to be pretty much life. It just keeps going. I mean, until you stop. 
Which is because somebody killed you. Yay, circle of life. I mean, that's one way. Some people live to a ripe old age. I don't spend a lot of time with those people. A ripe old age, but yeah, we all die eventually. Yeah, see, so you're just performing a service. That's the way I've always looked at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, are you saying you feel bad for not feeling bad? It feels like an objective on a tick list that I ticked off. It's it's happened now, and it's done, and... Oh, okay, so here's a really good opportunity for you to make a, a joke about a, um, a sort of pointless checklisty quest. It's a, yeah, yeah. Nifix. Uh, life is a Ubisoft game for Nifix, and <laughs> she's just trying to get all those markers <laughs> off the map. Well, that's, on, honestly, I think, I think that's it for Nifix. I think, I think that she's maybe just wrestling with the thought of th- this seemed like it was going to be a huge milestone, and it's sort of just nope, you did the thing, and life continues, and nothing has changed. It's a depressing, uh, realities all these things feel like they're going to be a big deal and they're going to change you or change your life you know but and they do but it's never to the extent that you think it will yeah the world doesn't stop even dying didn't stop my life going on (laughs) yeah i don't know uh with that actually the door to the waiting room opens and kato walks in uh, he's wearing his his dress robe, so he's a very fancy Grim Reaper dog today. Kato! Well, hello there, Furies. Uh, I I heard you all were getting checked up. How's it? How's it? Ha- uh, you very wow. You look very mucusy. I'm dying. I do not think you are, but uh, will you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you you more than anyone, Cordelia. I know you're lying, but thank you. Yeah, it's called pleasantries. It's called lying. <laughs> also, I looked it up, and that thing is called a roller coaster. That that do- doctor's office toy. Oh, but it's it's like a roller coaster for wooden beads. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you look at it, you're like, oh yeah, I see it now. I hope they're having a good time. With me. <laughs> <laughs> me too, Cordelia. <laughs> That hit me in the funny bone for some reason. Cato uh, says, uh, oh, why I wanted to stop by, I couldn't wait, unfortunately, for you to find your way back uh, to Purgatory to meet up with me because I am needed on a bit of a business trip. You see, uh, the Metatron and I are going on a, a tour to some uh, important business people. We have uh, fancy dinners to attend and hands to shake, political con- political contributions to make uh he does big air quotes not bribes to pay uh so i'm gonna be out of town for a little bit am i the boss now oh uh, certainly not you're too mucusy to be the boss and for that reason only i'm not (laughs) i'm not uh letting you be in charge are are, are you saying (laughs) is is this paid time off as strange as the concept might seem in this cruel reality, yeah, uh, it's a time for the Furies to take a little vacation. And PTO. Uh, I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Can you explain this to me? Yeah, the com the concept is foreign in, in many economies. Uh, what's going to happen is you're not going to have to work, but you will still be able to afford rent and food 
and medicine. Wow, what a what a concept. What a world. If only we lived in a world where this was the case for everyone all the time. What a world. <laughs> like like I can still work though, right? Cuz it's not it's it's not going to like stop me from work. I'm going to cover Blake's face with my hand. Shh. <laughs> yeah, I will not come back into town scythe raised to stop you from working if you so choose, but uh yeah, this is a uh, time for you to take whatever you need. Uh, self care time if you need it. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Could you explain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone will have to explain it to you in my absence, Blake. I'm afraid we don't have enough time to introduce you to the concept of kindness. Um, but the important thing is, uh, you all have. I mean, I don't want to overblow it. I don't want to overstate it, but kind of saved the world three times recently i mean you we do our best you, you kept the soul economy from collapsing you prevented a, a demonic war and then you stopped a, a great chaotic race from coming back and wreaking havoc on the world so i think you've all earned some vacation hooray i love to be sick on vacation <laughs> Hooray, time to work out what life is now w- without the killing, huh? Woo. <laughs> Kato like pats you on the shoulder. There's a y'all, y'all right, Netflix? Uh, just, I just working on what to do with my time off. That's gonna be a fun question. It's gonna be fun. Well, this is the last chance if any of you need to ask me anything or have any questions for me for the next couple of days um so we don't have to come into work at all (laughs) (laughs) you know what blake if you have any questions i'd say probably just stick with cordelia she's your roommate she'll show you the ropes i feel like there are things that will be smart to ask you but the mucus is restricting my brain juice from working yeah, yeah. Uh, how about this, Austin? You tell us if there are any narrative things that we should ask about at this point. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's always the tragedy of Dice Funk, because there's always the question you forget to ask, and then the, the Discord just puts you on fucking blast. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> okay, how is King? What's up with that? Do we know what's going on? Oh, yeah, my diamond. <laughs> you should probably ask about that, because... Mm-hmm. I'm assuming in character we do not have that knowledge yet. Yeah, Kato says, "Well, Blake, the uh, the diamond worked perfectly. King is back, uh, and he's going to be taking some personal time uh, with his family, him and Lime. Um, I don't expect you will be seeing much of him for the foreseeable future." I I mean that's that's fair. He's got a kid. This is not a great line of work for being there for a kid. Yeah, that is a really, really bad decision, as far as I can tell. Like, just the worst. I mean, children. I mean, he he, he saved a wor- the world so that there was a world in which his kid could be in, but, like, he did do that from right up front in the middle of the fray. Well, hopefully this vacation arc will give him the time he needs to get his affairs in order and decide if he wants to continue in the Furies or not. What's the vacation arc? It's it's kind of like a party boat. 
you you get you get on the the vacation arc and it takes takes you around the, the ocean for a bit so you can Two relax. of every kind of drug. <laughs> yeah, so someone's gonna open a discotheque across from Hermes and call it the vacation arc, and it's also a boat. <laughs> I want to go there. Uh, but yeah, Kato Kato's leaving. He he's gonna go do uh corrupt business businessman stuff, and now the the next arc is really about what you as characters want to accomplish in your life. What has killing people for a living uh, done to your priorities and your relationships and how you're thinking about the factions, which I mean, you know, a war is coming. So that's something to think about. I love to think about war. I mean, even if tragedy hadn't told you the only thing that was keeping the factions from going to war was the lady of pain. And you three know that it's a an imposter it's she's not really the lady of pain and as soon as that secret gets out there will be blood in the streets because that's the only reason that it's there's not open warfare right now okay so have we all considered taking up the mantle of making a fake lady of pain i mean nifix has got the sort of goth lady aesthetic going on that like she's on the on the way to being a convincing lady of pain you can just all like sit on each other's shoulders and put on a big (laughs) robe and then we'll spook people well see yeah you're right because otherwise nifix wouldn't have the hype without being on two people's shoulders see this is a funny joke but also in universe there is a running joke that the lady of pain is three squirrels in a trench coat (laughs) with a ring of levitation that is like a a classic planescape joke to characters in planescape i mean do we have any actual proof she ever even existed yeah i was about to say maybe we should look for see what happened to her but then i remembered that if you try to find the real lady of pain she'd kill you well, if she's gone, if the Lady of Pain's an imposter, then there should be nothing to cause a problem if we were to investigate it. I feel like this is a, is it heavier, is the, the witch heavier than the duck situation? See, I, I feel like this is a case of, if there was a real Lady of Pain, at this point one of us would be dead already, because we've said the words Lady of Pain way too many times. <laughs> oh fuck, woman of heart. Yeah. Uh, all of your talk about the Lady of Pain, or as you're calling the imposter, the Woman of Hurt, uh, that talk is interrupted by the entrance of a doctor with uh, your test results. Give it to me straight, Doc. Am I dying? Uh, yep, you're dead already. Actually. Oh, I knew it. Oh, did 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 you do the uh the 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 thing where you shoot the all the little things inside me with the laser to make me better? Will you read me my last rites? Uh, the doctor says, well, we're all already right now in the afterlife, so. Makes you think, huh? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Fair enough, he says. Um, yeah, the human's fine. Uh, the snake had a, uh... Allergic reaction? Yeah, the snake had an allergic reaction to the, the cure. You're gonna be sniffly for a little bit, but then you'll be fine. Uh, gnome. Me? Sorry it took so long, but yeah, Gnome, you had some uh, really interesting results on your chart here. Uh, interesting in what way? Well, normally we, you get chaos phage in the in the skin, in the, the muscle tissue from where the stab wound is. Uh, you appear to have eaten like an entire, oh. an entire slod. Oh, oh yeah! Yeah, 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 I, I, I may have eaten an entire slod. Yeah, that's not great. So we're, you're going to need some booster shots. And also, uh, it looks like you took 
a uh, a psychopomp, psychoactive uh, narcotic? We all make choices, sir. I bone juice. I deny all knowledge of that. I must have had my drink spiked. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it would be illegal for you to be drinking bone juice, so I don't want you to admit to that here. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I have a right to avoid self-incrimination, <laughs> and I must have had my drink spiked. Okay. Well, uh, so I'm not sure exactly how this is going to work, because gnomes drinking... Uh, intoxicants made for psychopomps is a very rare medical situation and then you put the chaos phage on top of that uh, it's frankly uh, uh, unprecedented in medical history to my knowledge. Do, do you agree with my theory which is having the bone juice made me live better through the eating a slard? If, yeah, you know what? I think that may have contributed to the you not uh, having your skin fall off which is normally what happens with the chaos phage, this advanced. So, it's a good thing that my drink was definitely spiked, not that I chose to drink. It was a good thing. I'm not allowed to give this medical advice, so I'm not. <laughs> but I'm going to say, hypothetically, uh, some, some questionable advice I could give is, keep drinking bone juice. Does that apply to all of us? Oh god, we're going to spend this entire arc ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... If a doctor has definitely not given that advice. And he wouldn't because it'd be unethical, because bone juice is illegal and dangerous for non-psychopomps. If, if a doctor were to not give that advice, I would not listen to it. Yeah, you would need to disregard that because of the strange cocktail of stuff in your system that it might actually help. But I couldn't say that. Of, of, of course, of course. <laughs> okay, uh, so it's time to leave the doctor's office. Everyone is cured of chaos phage. Yay! Um, and it's downtime episode shenanigans time, which means uh, level 12 is actually a very simple level, as we'll find out. Um, Cordelia. God damn it. Yeah, you're first, buddy. Why don't you get it over with? Get the mucus out. <laughs> it's like, you motherfucker gonna make me go first when I'm sick. You little fucking bitch. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That, that went from playful to hostile in a way I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> you laugh. It hurts. All right. Tell me about your level up so we can get you home. I got a new Eldritch Invocation, which is a fun thing I can do because my girlfriend gives me magic. Uh, and I took Eyes of the Runekeeper because that means I can read any writing, which I feel like will be helpful. Because Austin keeps fucking talking Latin bullshit. So last episode, you couldn't remember if Cordelia was literate, so you've decided to know every language. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's a pure upgrade, in my opinion. Uh, and then I have the Leviathan Bone, and I have decided that what I'm going to turn that into is Cordelia Gigantamax time. <laughs> So say I'm a person listening five years after this podcast came out and I don't remember Pokemon Sword and Shield. What does Gigantamax Cordelia mean? Thank you, Austin. I was just getting to that. <laughs> so in, in the new Pokemon that everybody knows and loves, uh, your Pokemons can get real big and they do special big moves. And that's a feature that will definitely stick around for future Pokemon games and won't be a one-game gimmick. Just like Mega Pokemon and Z-Moves here forever. <laughs> Anyways, so I uh, sharpened the Leviathan bone to a point, 
and I stab myself in my stab scar with it, and then I get really big. Yeah, so Cordelia was inspired by the Serpents of Chaos at the Grave of Leviathans and decided that you also want to be a giant snake of chaotic evil. Yeah. Sick. That's a good, that's a good time. Cool. Uh, also, because level 12, you get uh, ability score increase, so you're better at stats. Yeah, I put those in wisdom and intelligence and bumped those up. Cool. What do you do on your downtime? I'm going to go talk to Anastasia because Lloyd told me she was mad at me. And where where would you like to talk to her? So we're going to have like coffee at the Sensate's uh, in-house cafe. It's like how you go to Barnes and Noble and there's like a Starbucks there. Uh-huh, yeah, we established that the Society of Sensation has their headquarters in, like, a tea house, and it's, but instead of, like, books, they have, like, literally stored memories there. You can just go in and check out some memories. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna get some hot drinks. Please don't make me edit it in the Wendy's hot drinks song. Hot drinks! <laughs> yes, you guys know about the hot drinks song. I don't know what that is. Oh, God. Okay. I barely know what a Wendy's is. <laughs> Wait, you don't have Wendy's in the UK? No! <laughs> I know that their mascot is a red-haired lady, and I'm pretty sure they sell burgers. <laughs> I mean, I was extremely jealous of the NHS, but if I had to trade it f- trade Wendy's for it, I don't know. That's pretty difficult. Dude, Wendy's, Wendy's isn't even that good. <laughs> okay. Their fries are really soggy. That's what I love about their fries, though, is that like they have that thick cut, and and some of them are crispy, and some of them are soggy. Oh. I need that crunch. It's like, what if McDonald's was good? M- now, McDonald's french fries are 100% the best french fries on Earth. I'm sorry. There's just no debate They're very that. good. We don't have, like, any of your brands. I know of your brands as, as tails whispered upon the wind. Taco Bell, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap and so tasty. McDonald's is so good that they managed to get rid of beef tallow and they still have the best french fries in the planet. I forgot how we got here. How, who said Wendy's? You did. You. What I say? Cuz I said hot drinks. Oh, the hot drinks song. Yeah, it's a training video that went viral. It's the people singing hot drinks. Always get you going. I'll just edit it in. I'm going to cut me singing out. You'll just be the show. I think it should fade from your singing into okay. it. <laughs> so Cordelia and Anastasia the Valkyrie are in the, the tea house. What is what is Anastasia wearing? I think baseball cap. Just 2,000 miles of red hair shoved under a baseball cap. And what uh, a bulletproof vest. And yoga pants. And Crocs. Oh, <laughs> next level shit. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, so that's what she's doing. She's sipping her hot drink. You're sipping your hot drink. And you're going to fulfill a, a, a promise you made to your girlfriend to keep the p- peace in your polycule. Uh, what? What? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on. Hang on. I just got to go back to something for a okay. second here. Uh, she's wearing Crocs? Because they're comfortable. You have no... F- not Cordelia, Feet. Anastasia. No, not oh, me, oh, you ding dong. <laughs> it's like, what? 
<laughs> I have one tube-shaped croc. <laughs> it just hangs out on the end of your tail. Fuck. <laughs> Too funny. I'm coughing too hard. You just, you just cut a hole in the end of the crop. <laughs> it's just like if we wrapped a yoga mat around my tail, that's what that would be. Incredible look, honestly. What memory are you going to <laughs> submit to the Society of Sensation so your girlfriend won't be mad at you? Ooh, I was thinking I'm going to submit the memory of Blake saving me. From? The slot. Slot? Yeah, the, the finger of death spell that that ba- guy, yeah, that See. Babel Prime cast, which was his his last spell slot, and with 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 his last of his strength, he tried to murder you, and Blake jumped in front. So, tell me about the the five senses involved in that scene for you, and how it touched your heart. Okay, so as a murderer, and also kind of a bitch, <laughs> there's not a lot of people out there who would sacrifice themselves for me. Especially a bitch in one croc. <laughs> in one long croc. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Lauren's trying to remember what the five senses are. You fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lucid! Fuck off! What did you taste? Mm-hmm. I tasted a fear. Because I thought I was going to die. Pennies, copper. Mm, and it tasted like... I mean, that's a better alternative than the other th- the things that were in that scene, like fetuses, for example. Okay, I taste fetuses. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I taste the fetus juice. Shouldn't have said anything. That's my fault. I fucked <laughs> up. It's <laughs> your fault. You did this. I did. I hear, I heard, I heard, not my roommate, or something like that. It's been a few weeks. It hasn't, but go on. <laughs> so I will kill you. Uh-huh. I come to your house and cough on your pillows. <laughs> Hurtful. Okay, so mouth fuses. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I tasted fuses. I don't like saying tasted fuses. I tasted decaying egg. We'll go with that. Decaying egg. I heard Blake say things. I saw, like, action movie slow-mo. I was like, no! And, like, the bullets going really slow, but that with magic and Blake. That's three. What did you smell? Smell? Rotten eggs. (laughs) Yeah, the egg's doing a lot of work in this memory. What did you feel? Nothing. And I thought I was going to feel being murdered. Instead, I did not feel being murdered, which felt like relief, which is the thing you can feel physically, because Lauren says so. I mean, it is. Yeah, you don't have to make up any lore about feeling relief. That is an option. Um, This is actually, we talked a lot about the egg, and a lot of people in the audience are wondering what happened to it, and nobody asked. So I guess I'll just establish for people who enjoy lore that it was turned back over to the Harmonium, which is the cop faction who had it originally. So... It doesn't matter. I have no re- it, no one has any reason to believe that's going to sh- come up again, but in case you're curious. Cops. Yeah. Don't trust cops with anything. Unless unless you want to try to steal a two-story tall egg that oh, you have no, that you have I'm, no use for. No, but like <laughs> handing it over in the first place 
that's, that's giving stuff to cops. Yeah, it's rotten, so really the joke's on them. It's going to make all their shit and totally reek. <laughs> yeah, it is. As long as it's going to stink it's out their office. It's going to be like working at Subway. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you submit the memory of Blake uh, jumping in front of the finger of death spell, saving your life and nearly killing him, and you are accepted into the Society of Sensation. Yay, I passed the test. Uh, so now let's actually talk about faction rewards, because back in episode, I'm going to say two, it was relayed to the party that all the real power in the multiverse comes from the factions, mm. and that joining the factions was the way to access power in the setting, and not joining factions, sitting on the fence, gets you nothing. Asking questions about factions loses you power and friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we'll talk about that in a second but yeah so so the, the faction uh stuff so far blake obviously hasn't so much as flirted with the faction uh nifix joined the athar like on a trial period and then got in and got in a fight with lancelot which ended that so you didn't really get much i mean you, you the brute she gave you did have bonuses but you lost them and then uh king got the gauntlet for joining the athar uh but he didn't really join he's not really committed so his his uh, his rewards have been limited so far uh, but Cordelia you have joined the Believers of the Source and the Society of Sensation and your devotion to the Believers uh, ideology becoming a god has actually only gotten stronger the last episode ended with you saying that you're sacrificing Babel to yourself well, you know the god's lady tells you you can be a god and you're like yeah that sounds cool uh, it's a little difference when there's, like, somebody about to die who's like, wow, you're a god. It kind of clicked into place, you know? Yeah, well, here here's your rewards for joining the Society of Sensation. Uh, you have uh, access to members-only tea at the tea room, Ooh. which means uh, so, so as long as you're a part of the society, you come here for the special fortifying tea, which doesn't actually make you smarter, but it fortifies your, your intelligence, your ability to access your mental state, your memories, your alertness, your mind, um, and you're going to get plus two to intelligence. Oh, well, now I have full that. You're at 20 intelligence? Now I am. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy, that's that's like super genius level. You realize that, right? <laughs> How can Lord make that happen in character? You and me both, sister. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you got to play characters that are that are dumb. Um, I will counter. Me, Lauren, is very smart, but I'm also very dumb. So you can be both. Oh, absolutely. It's very possible. So the T doesn't make you smarter. It just makes you more uh, able to be clear-headed and access the information you have. What's that uh, but stupid you, movie? Is it Limitless or whatever? Limitless, yeah. I wasn't inspired by that, but that's the idea. If you leave the society, you will lose access to the specialty and your mind will become cloudy the way it was before. Um, and then for sticking with Believers of the Source, uh, the ring you wear, uh, the its bond has grown more powerful with you and you get an additional... Uh, Eldritch Invocation. Hell yeah. So the, the the more committed you are to the organization and the longer you're a member, the more powerful benefits you get. I'm here for all this shit. Uh, so that's the last thing about your character sheet, and now it's time for the talk with Anastasia, uh, who is a cool Valkyrie lady, who says, thank you for doing this. <laughs> well, for doing the sensei thing? Or the meeting for the tea. Well, I, I mean, all of it. You did join my faction, which is pretty cool. And I, 
I mean, keeping your word with your girlfriend shouldn't need incentives, but doing that also is helpful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never was going to not do it. It's just sometimes I have poor follow through, which I know is not an excuse. And so I tried to make effort to work on that. Yeah, when I heard you were a serial killer, I have to admit there was a certain romanticism about it. Like in popular culture, serial killers are like cool and sophisticated and finding out you were just kind of a messy bitch in a good way. Well, in a complicated way, you're just kind of a normal person. Yeah, I mean, I do do the killing, but... I mean, at the end of the day, aren't all serial killers just normal people? Yeah, and I when you say it like that, it's like kind of obvious, but I was, I guess, maybe caught up in the stories. Yeah, it happens, uh, especially with our current true crime fascination here in Central. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, people tend to lionize uh, serial killers, and I am a serial killer, but not a lion. I mean, I have a lot of time coming up, uh, uh, having uh, some paid time off, and I think I will use this paid time off to, uh, you know, further myself and the faction shit. So you're really committed to the believers? No offense, but you kind of seem fickle and prone to capricious decisions. Uh, That is true. That is me. But... Uh, I don't know, it's very, uh, the last job I did, this whole babble thing, really kind of put a new perspective on it. Um, and I'm here for that. Well, I, I should warn you, I mean, Camilla is a very good leader. She's very dedicated, very smart, uh, very fair, but she doesn't take shenanigans particularly well. Um... I don't know how much you know about celestials like myself and like cardinals. Um, our culture is uncompromising. Um, I don't know what they teach you on the prime material, but for example, we're taught to look up to, you know, certain moral paragons and there are certain lessons that are drilled into us about how to hand, how to handle situations. Um, have you ever heard the story of the Nazarene and Legion? I sure have not. Please explain. Uh, the Nazarene is the, the most moral person who's ever existed. I mean, the Metatron was second. He sat at the left hand of the good gods, and Nazarene was on the right hand. Okay. So the story is that one day the Nazarene was going for a walk, and he came across a person who was possessed by a legion of demons. That's a lot of demons. It is a lot of demons. And the the story goes that the Nazarene didn't uh, try to explain why the demons were bad. They didn't try to compromise with them. Didn't try to convince them of anything. Didn't use logic and facts and reason to uh, diplomacy the situation better. Uh, the Nazarene cast the demons out into a group of 2,000 pigs. Oh, I want to see 2,000 pigs. There's so many pigs. It's a lot of pigs, and pigs oh. are the, one of the smartest and emotion, most emotionally complex animals. They're very cute. Uh, and the, the so the Nazarene cast the demons into them and sent the pigs oh. careening off a cliff to the jagged rocks below. I don't like that. Well, yeah, it's a kind of a distasteful story, but that's something all of us are taught. 
which is if something's bad, destroy it. That's the mo- that's what the most moral person who's ever existed would do. And that's, I mean, that's something we all learn. So if you were thinking about doing some uh, ser- serial killer uh, japes <laughs> and joke ups with Camilla, I would advise against it. Oh, no, I was actually being like 100% serious about wanting to learn more. Like, I actually, I mean, uh, it's sometimes it's hard to do things outside of work when there's a lot of work to be done. Especially when your work is on a team of people who are killers and half of them don't know what they're doing. And by half, I mean King. Uh, just, he's fine now, so I can say that. <laughs> um, but no, I actually, I want to, I'd like to talk with Camila. I want to learn more. You know, maybe I would go to the library, look into this whole primordial serpent thing. I'm glad to hear that. We could always use you down at the foundry. And um, I mean, initial impressions aside, we did meet because I was shaken awake. And then you asked to kill my boss, which was a pretty rough introduction. But if you're serious, then I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't always use tact, but no, I, I don't do things I don't want to do. So, yeah, she wouldn't know this, but it clearly the thing that Cordelia hates above all else is being told to do things she doesn't want to do in rules. Like Jean set that up, but then the flashback in the house to the nun is really, really kind of hammered home that if you want to die, the first, the first way to do that is to try to get Cordelia to do something she doesn't want. I don't like to be told what to do. So Nifix isn't here, but I think out of character, that speech about uh, the way celestials deal with things they don't like is uh Mm -hmm. maybe a missing piece for the lancelot thing yeah yeah because he's a celestial as well yeah uh so next up uh i need to know about blake's level up and then we're going to transition into uh cordelia and blake's big day out part two all right so so for blake's level up uh blake just gets a Ability score bonuses this level. Yeah, level right. 12 really phoned it in. Yeah, uh, but uh, so I took a point in constitution and a point in wisdom, uh, sort of reflective of him getting hit a lot and getting smarter about <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's that's where we're at, but both of those actually give me a, an extra uh, bonus, so that's good, because that's that takes me up to whatever those numbers are yep nice and easy blake next assassination for cicero's takeover of failsafe insurance yeah i told you ahead of time what it's going to be do you want to set it up <laughs> so the uh, the the uh assassination take is going to take place at a a another church weirdly enough mm-hmm. uh this time for gosh there's a lot of church things in this in this season isn't that weird must be a coincidence. Oh. Oh, there's all these church things in this it's season. It's almost like one of us minored in religion. <laughs> Weird. 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 Um, so in this, and uh, now you can clarify for me because I wasn't sure. I'm assuming that it's a guest at the funeral that we're, we're uh, eliminating under this circumstance. Yes, this would be uh, the vice president of claims. This is the person whose job it is mm-hmm. uh, to tell you that even though you paid for the insurance uh, for technical reasons... <sighs> 
They're not going to cover you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good to kill him. Yeah, that'll be very satisfying. But whose uh, funeral is it? Oh, it's the funeral of the vice president of marketing whose wedding you attended recently. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> so so he is basically stone in a coffin. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they scraped up whatever they could find or, or could just be like an empty casket uh, symbolic thing that happens if someone gets reduced to mist. Oh, that's right. He was reduced to mist. Like a, like a framed picture, like a stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah, it just, I, it just struck me that actually Cordelia has his hand and you're showing up to the funeral and they're like, well, if only we had something to bury. And you're just like, don't mind me, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you see my cool hand? I don't know where it came from. Uh, but your target, and you wouldn't believe me if I described it, so I do have a picture of this. Yeah. Give me that silly shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's up with his dick? <laughs> What's up with his dick? <laughs> it's a book cover. He has a book for a loincloth. That is an interesting look. <laughs> I think this person is actually dressed for a funeral, so they're not naked like this creature. Oh, so is. they have a black belt, and the book is black for the loincloth. <laughs> Okay, so this is a Yugoloth, one of the neutral evil creatures who run failsafe. Uh, no one's mentioned their defining characteristic. Everyone's talking about the dick, but what's the defining characteristic? They're so jacked. He is pretty jacked. What uh, are they doing being so jacked? Would you say they're all jacked? Oh, like well, half jacked. In <laughs> 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 little wing ears. This kind of Yugoloth is called a Yagnoloth, I swear to God. And it's, it's, it's basically humanoid. It has two features that make it distinct. One is that its ears are wi- like bat wings. They have little flap flaps like the, uh, co- little fucker. like the cover of an Avenged Sevenfold album. And the other feature is they have one tiny arm and one enormous, monstrous arm, like the size of their l- leg, essentially, that like hangs down to their ankle. So, I mean... Oh, I didn't even notice that. Fuck off. That's right. No, I'm serious. <laughs> and I totally, the book loincloth. totally didn't... I didn't catch that. I was so... It's a lot. Transfixed by the book loincloth. Yeah. That's really what got... Okay, I looked at this and I was like, bat ears, giant arm and tiny arm. And it never occurred to me I mean, me the, to bat, t- the bat ears, you know, I, I, yeah, I saw that too. But the giant to tiny arm, like, I see it now. It's really obvious. But yeah, I missed it. I never even considered the dick would be an object of conversation. Look at it, Austin. How could you not consider? Are you kidding? What? Uh, who? Who are you talking with? Look at it. I thought we would all enjoy some jokes about masturbation because it has one giant arm and one tiny oh, arm. Oh, he's half jacked. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Jack I mean, jacked. clearly his hand is way too. His left hand is way too big for that penis. Hmm. <laughs> it's not a very big book, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not dick shame the fucking monster. I, I'm, not, I'm not dick shaming. I'm just, I'm just pointing out. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but the Conrad went there, and I had to keep going. Like the right hand tiny arm seems like the one that would be able to get around it. The but other one's just going to completely consume the dog. That arm is too short, Conrad. 
<laughs> it is. He won't be able to get even when he. Oh my god! So that's that's the curse of this creature is that it can't wank because the one arm that would be appropriate for wanking with is too short, and the other one is way too large. Could, could I just say while this conversation was going on, I deliberately didn't have the tab open to look, and I was like, it can't be this hilarious. I looked at it; it's better than I could have imagined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. We are not unreasonable in this description. No, like I couldn't have expected anything better than this beautiful mess. <laughs> this is a real canonical Dungeons and Dragons creature, the Yagnoloth. So So guy... many abs. Oh yeah, he <laughs> is he is jacked. Yeah, but his abs are lopsided. He has one big peck. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> So you're at this funeral, Cordelia and Blake. No one remembers you because the only survivor was the Beetle Bride who was in the bathroom. In fact, she's here um, at this funeral. Uh, tell me what you do to kill this guy. What if I, uh, while he, while she was distracting, uh, Blake uses his vine whip to just choke the motherfucker out? Yeah, you got vine whip from Calliope yeah. uh, during the race. So you can use yeah the Conduit of Roots ability just... To choke him out. Yeah, he, he's his tiny arm isn't strong enough and his big arm can't reach. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah, that's that's how we'll do it. We'll have Cordelia create the distraction. And then um, uh, Blake will choke him out with the thorn whip, throw him in the coffin, seal it up, and then they'll bury him. Like a bodybuilder trying to get a sticky note off his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Cordelia, narrate to us your distraction. All right. So. Poor Beetle Bride. Oh man, I'm just gonna really fuck up her day, man. Twice. <laughs> this is like the my leg guy from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna dramatically fling open the doors. Mm-hmm. How could you not invite me? <laughs> are, are you like the 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 evil witch that that got snubbed at the at the baby christening in the fairy tale? To see how how could you not bring me? No, it's more like I'm gonna pretend to have been his mistress. Oh, you know that he was in love with me, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking a shot in the dark that the beetle wife is named Jessica. <laughs> Uh, roll for Jessica. <laughs> what do I roll? Can I roll intelligence? Just roll a d20. 20 is a Jessica. Everything else is not Jessica. Okay. <laughs> I got a 13. That's not Jessica. And everyone in the, the church is like, Jessica? Who's Jessica? He didn't even love you enough to tell me your real name. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> I'm gonna start knocking over chairs and like flowers and shit. <laughs> yeah, I think security starts moving because obviously this guy was assassinated. So there are people here. They have uh, wands of magic missiles. So if you become dangerous, they will open fire. Ah! <laughs> How could you be so heartless? <laughs> Kanye West heartless starts playing. So while she's sobbing and wailing, Blake's just looking for the target and trying to sneak up. Um, yep, he has one tiny arm and one giant arm. You can't miss him. Can't miss him, but he can miss me because I'm going to cast invisibility while this is going on. Ah, I'm so 
so sad. You will ruin the day. And I'm going to Gigantamax. Let's specify the parameters of this ability you have now, which is uh, the spell Enlarge Reduce has been used a couple of times. It's kind of a nific special. Uh, enlarge doubles your size. Let's say uh, the Leviathan Bone quadruples your size. Nice. And I'm Snake, so I can just coil myself and not break through roof. Uh, you don't want to break through the roof? That would be very distracting. I do want to. Is it a cathedral? Are we in a church? Of course we are. Yeah, give me that blast for me. Cordelia is what, like five foot something? Yes. So she'd be 20 foot something. I don't know. Is that, I mean, it'd have to be a pretty small church. I can just punch the ceiling. Oh, you're going to mess up the frescoes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your crown molding. <laughs> like the old lady who tried to fix the Jesus painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking the, the the creation of man with God and Adam reaching for each other on the ceiling, but it, it's Cordelia <laughs> getting in the middle between them. <laughs> no, I'm gonna turn them both into snakes. Oh gosh. Okay, Cordelia turns giant and starts doing a big blasphemy. Blake, what do you do? Okay, well, this is my moment. So, being that I'm invisible, I'm going to uh, cantrip my thorn whip out and just throw it over the back of the uh, what, what what kind of thoth is he <laughs> what kind of a leth what kind of a leth is he he's a leth of some kind was he a leth or a loth he's a yagnaloth 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 so pull the the whip out like you, you know that garrots type bit where you see in the movies where he just sort of reaches into his sleeve and pulls it out well he just pulls out thorn whip out of there throws it over the Loths, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> Don't so worry, you'll never have to happen. think about it again after this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so try and get it, you know, make sure I get it around the ears because that's gonna be a real <laughs> challenge. That fucker, and just start choking a bitch. Yeah, I'm familiar with Agent 47 and his oeuvre. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wink inconspicuously and then go, ah, Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in the background of the scene, uh, Blake is like a, a bucking, he's like getting bucked off of this <laughs> Yugoloth. <laughs> yeah, the mechanical bull, which we've referenced multiple times this season for some reason. <laughs> Should I make like a strength check, even though I shouldn't recommend that because it's not a thing that I'm good at? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think rules purists would demand it. I do think it's a uh, disadvantage for him because, like, as we said, his small arm is weak and his big arm doesn't reach right. So disadvantage for me. Oh, disadvantage for you? Correct. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I got a nine, so. Fifteen. Yikes. All right, so he's going to throw me off. Yeah, so what do you do to save this? Because if he gets uh, attention, you're going to get magic missile to death in this church. Can I punch part of the ceiling and have it fall on him? Yeah, so so once he flings you off, uh, he's going to probably go like try to yell for help. So Cordelia, do you want to bring the ceiling down on some people? Yeah. All right, uh, strength. 11. Yeah, so that's average. I mean, you're a 20-foot uh, snake lady, and the the stained glass of a church is brittle, so you can start raining down mischief and mayhem on people. It isn't enough Eldritch to- Blast! It isn't enough to kill the guards that are a threat here, but you can absolutely drown out the sound of this guy yelling for help. Okay. For now. Good, I'll do that. I don't know, my spell save's pretty high, and I can't imagine he's got that much wisdom. I mean, the book over his dick is so small. 
Right, and he's so big. Okay, so first, uh, magic missiles on Cordelia. Uh, that's eight damage as the first volley hits you. Blake, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to cast Charm Person on the, uh, the guy to get him to shut up. Uh, so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw, uh, but he has advantage. 22. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So you, you pull out your coin and you give it a spin and he just, uh, like smacks you in the cross that face. Uh, you're going to take, you take eight damage as he just backhands you and tries to run away. What do you do? Uh, this is basically go back and forth. Cordelia Blake, Cordelia Blake. And I'm just going to keep magic missileing you until you solve this. Yep. All right. So I'm going to pull out that thorn whip again and try to get his legs and pull him out from under him. Uh, nine. That's going to fail. So, yep. All right. So I'm going to just drag him (laughs) across the floor back to me and jump on his back. And, uh, yeah, magic, magic missile. That's a 13 on Cordelia. They're just basically doing what the Japanese military does to Godzilla, but with magic missiles. 13 to hit. Damage. Magic missile never misses. That's right. I'm giant. You think your magic missile can stop me? And now I'm Italian again. All right, uh, Blake, you drag the, the Yargle off. No, fuck, that's a Magic the Gathering card. Yargle. Uh, y- you drag the Yagnol. Yargle! Yargle. Uh, you drag the Yagnoloth across the floor of the church towards the casket, which is right behind you. It's uh, it's closed respectfully. There's nothing in it because the, the Beetle Man was dust. Right. He sure was. All right, so uh, I'm going to... Bind, uh, tr- tie a quick knot around his legs. You know, it's just something light that he'd probably be able to break out of in a minute, but that gives me the minute. And then uh, open the coffin, and uh, I'll try to toss him in. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, I think, a strength check. He's very heavy. Do you have any other abilities? Uh, Well, I mean, I'm already getting shot out anyways, so since punching the ceiling didn't work, I would like to Eldritch Blast... Like a chandelier or something, or like one of the really big Jesus things on the wall. Yeah, so now you're just using artillery against this building. Yeah, I mean, it didn't bend to my will, so now I will make it. <laughs> now you're thinking like a god. Yeah. Yeah, you Eldritch Blast the ceiling and you're collapsing this building. It's it's not going to be salvageable after this event. Take that, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were here about being the mistress. Now it's a religious thing. It can be both. <laughs> Acknowledge my legitimacy as his lover. Fuck you, Jessica. And also, I have some thoughts about the indulgences the church is doing. <laughs> Get fucking Martin Luther up in this bullshit. But also, fuck Jessica. Fuck you, Jessica! <laughs> Those are the two things Martin Luther is famous for saying. <laughs> no indulgences. Fuck Jessica. All right. New plan. New plan. New plan. If we can't get him into the coffin, we're going to get the coffin to him. <laughs> okay. Drop it on his head. We're just going to push the coffin over onto him. Uh-huh. How heavy is it? Oh, heavy, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's very heavy. So, yeah, you push it off, and it lands on him open, and then you're going to just try to close it on him. Sure, roll roll it up, yeah. Like a burrito. I mean, this makes sense. People will just assume it fell over because the ceiling collapsed, so it's very reasonable. Yeah, so Blake pushes the co- runs around to the other side of the coffin, pushes it over onto the guy who's 
somewhat bound. And Magic Missile, uh, that's 11 damage for Cordelia as she takes another volley of Magic Missile. Fuck you, Jessica! I didn't do shit! Uh, okay, so now the Yagnoloth is in the coffin. How do you seal it so they can't? he can't get out and nobody can get in to check him? What if you freeze it? That's a possibility. I could Kona cold it at close range. Yeah, so I guess it's a big cone, but if you just put the coin up to the, the, the lip of the yeah. coffin and you just do a big circle around it. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll do that. We'll Kona cold it solid. Okay, so you've sealed the Agnoloth inside the lead-lined coffin. Uh, I guess soundproof, because he's going to try to like kick it or something, probably. Probably. Ho- maybe, hopefully, he'll suffocate before they figure it out. Plus, if I keep screaming, nobody will hear. Well, wh- but I have a new plan for dealing, for, for dealing with the getting out. Yes, please. Literally, what I was going to ask is, how, do you, how, are, how are you getting Cordelia out of here before she gets shot to death? Uh, I'm going to cast Seeming, and anybody in this room who doesn't pass a, uh, what, what's the test for that? Charisma, I think? Right, read that to the audience, because I'm, I'm, gu- I'm guaranteeing you someone he- heard you say Seeming, and they're very confused. <laughs> I'm going to use Seeming. <laughs> I cast, listen, we all cast Seeming sometimes. <laughs> hey, hey, if you've got a problem, fix it by casting Seeming. <laughs> Uh huh. That usually, in my experience, that makes more problems. <laughs> so, seeming allows me to change the appearance of any number of creatures that I can see within range, which is everybody in this room, and they're all gonna look like slods. Oh my lord! So, anybody who fails a charisma saving throw. Okay, so this is a group of civilians. Their stats are pretty bad. And, I mean, this is just the mass anarchy spell. This is literally just the cause a riot spell, huh? It sure is. Uh, ten. That's average. Uh, that's not gonna clear. (laughs) No. No, it's not gonna clear. You know, the the level 12 wizard has a higher spell save, you see? Yeah, I know, right? Weird. Yeah. Okay, so all the people in attendance of the church suddenly see all their friends and family as sloddy- and Sladi are notorious for uh, pretending to be other things. Yeah, for a a impersonating people and b injecting their their tadpoles into people or infecting them with a disease that turns you into them. So regardless, people see Sladi and immediately start panicking and freaking out, which just makes them seem scarier because then they see a crowd of Sladi freaking out, which is a terrifying sight. And <laughs> Blake's gonna look at uh, look up at Cordelia and be like. Yeah, just sort of gesture with the thumb, like, hey, (laughs) time to go. Alright, I'm gonna shrink and just fly through the seal hole in the ceiling. Because I can fly, so... Yeah, you don't. You do, you want to shrink first? You don't think it'd be very funny to just spread your arms wide and? Just... Okay, I'll fly big. I just didn't think you'd let me. <laughs> I do like the combination because now you can turn big and you can fly. <laughs> like fucking Falcor. <laughs> Conrad on my noggin. Oh boy! All right, so you can only Gigantamax once per long rest, but it was an incredibly valuable skill for locking a insurance vice president inside of a coffin uh by the time this slod riot uh calms down he will have suffocated and then they will quickly bury the coffin just you know because you've ruined this church and well and it would be disrespectful to do anything else with it 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they don't want to risk trying to stage another elaborate funeral because clearly the the vice president's a failsafe or under assault. The first one could have been a fluke, but now it's clear. Yep, something's targeting them. That makes it more fun for next time. And he's very boring. <laughs> all right, Cor- uh, Cordelia, you foul core out of here with Blake. Do you want to uh, talk to Blake at all about what just happened? Maybe back at the apartment? I feel like this was much more successful than the last one. Well, we played to our strengths. That's it. You know, you're there to be a force of chaos and I'm there to get the thing done. Problem solved. We we just know our roles now. Roommates, team murder alpha. Go. (laughs) You poor thing. (laughs) Yeah, giant Falcor Cordelia is just mucusing all over the city. (laughs) Uh, when should I go? Uh, when should I shrink again? I mean, probably when we're out of sight. Well, good job. Uh, no, no. Uh, I really appreciate your your support on this one. That's uh, solid murder. Really well. Yeah, valid murder. Everybody, you know, it all came together. Take that, Jessica. Yeah, fuck Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, she survives. Her her hatred only grows deeper. I'm telling you, she's the big bad of the season. Fuck! I just sealed my fate. She's gonna show up right there at the end and wreck all our shit. So, from the audience perspective, Chris just dropped into the call. Hi, Chris. No, I've been here all along. I've been very quiet. Very contemplative episode for Chris. Paying uh, a close ear to the conversation. So, you know, Confucius once said. A wise man listens more than he speaks. Or it might have been Buddha. I'm not sure. But the idea behind it is someone smart said, sometimes you shouldn't talk. Instead, just listen. That's what I did entire episode. And Chris is a committed Confucian with all the mm-hmm. wisdom. I actually don't know anything about Confucianism. <laughs> I, is it a real thing? I didn't know there was an actual, like, is that like a philosophy or a religion? Uh, it has elements of both. It's like a it's, yeah, and all I know about it is filial piety. Hmm. I should read into it, but then I remembered I tried to read that uh, uh, Marcus Aurelian book or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and got about a chapter, and I was like, "Well, this is for the dogs. <laughs> this is just this is too dense." And I just read Dostoevsky, so let's. Uh... I just googled it and it says Confucianism is uh, a system of thought variously described as a tradition, a philosophy, a religion. A way of governing or a way of life. So no one really agrees on what it is. Mm, just like Confucius would want. As that <laughs> is the root word for confusion, I believe. That can't be true with it being Chinese. It's 100%. I bet I'm not going to look it up, but uh, just take my word for it, guys. If you're on 100 who wants to be a millionaire, then what comes up, what's the root word of Confucius? It's confusion or confusion to Confucius. It's it's actually it's 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 a equal ways kind of street. I don't think any of that's, each other. none of that is accurate. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we're here for King's downtime scene and not to interrogate the etymology of the word confusion. Um, mm, I disagree. I think we've stumbled upon something more interesting. King's dead. Everybody He's not coming back. So please don't give them heart attacks. <laughs> they can't handle it. They they're not emotionally equipped for that joke. Uh, toughen up. You know what? I just got out of the hospital with my father, and I told him the same thing. I was like, hey, Dad, I know you're on your last legs. I know that stroke nearly did you in, but why don't you toughen up, and we can get out of here. Oh my! IHOP closes soon. <laughs> Not only is that extremely dark, but I've just noticed that from the audience's perspective, Laura, Lauren, and Conrad got really quiet. Now they are the Confucius. 
Well, they, they heard my wisdom and they were like, that's interesting. I think I'll try that. And that's why they're very quiet right now. We're all very respectful to each other on this podcast. <laughs> that's why they call us the thinking man's adventure zone. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was like, what's the podcast to listen to if I want to think a lot? And I was like, well, this season is considered by many to be the vor season, but also this is the season that really makes you think. So I think we're kind of doing our job here. All right. King is level 12. Tell me what, what you think about that. Uh, he's the strongest now. That's something you get as level 12. <laughs> it's yeah. just an ability. Well, I mean, I literally, uh, my, my, my strength, it's just an ability score level up. So fucking nothing happens during it. Everyone knows that all that ha- changes is King's strength is now maxed out. So he's as physically strong as he could be without the use of magical items or other such nonsense. Yeah, we got a lot of maxes on this episode. Uh, Cordelia and Blake are both max intelligence. King is max strength. I think Nifix might be max charisma or very close. We're uh, we're strong party. I don't think I've written level 12 on a character sheet since uh, 4E. And that doesn't count because everything went to 30. Okay, so what we're actually here to do is talk about what King Badass does. On his paid leave from his job, he's been he's been put on medically. I mean, everyone's on everyone's on vacation, but you especially need some some rest. Oh, am I on, am I on FML? You're on fuck my life, yeah. No, that's family and medical leave, my boy. You gotta work in some human resources at some point in your life. I think of it as IR, injured reserve. Uh, that's a cool way of saying it. We're in the annoying bureaucracy of the world, in which case, uh, you need to cost check with your supervisor and make sure you're putting that time in this FML and not just paid off leave. See, I never mentally progressed past high school football, so that's where <laughs> I've been trapped. Uh, what, what is King up to? This, if, if someone says Pizza Hut, like, I want to get some Pizza Hut, do you stop and you, you, you get ready to take a stance because you heard Hut? And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I, no. Okay. What do you do in my mind? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a better joke, but you won. Uh, Thank you. So what, so what does King do when he's sent home to spend time with his daughter? Well, he's obviously, he's going to spend time with his daughter. That's the big thing. And he wants to take her on... Uh, show her all the coolest things in the world and the world in the case of the multiverse being like, wow, there's a lot of places to go. Uh, so he wants to take her to a petting zoo, but like going to a regular petting zoo is kind of boring. Why not take her to the greatest petting zoo of all, which is the true neutral plane of afterlife called the Beastlands, where all the petitioner souls are just monsters and, and animals. Yeah, so it's a neutral good plane where all the souls of animals go and people who are sufficiently aligned with animals, usually like druids or big nature nerds uh, who want to become animals after they die. And so it's, yeah, it's kind of like is the, this world- the furry plane. But yeah, this is where cardinals are from, neutral good planes. Okay. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, the, the angels here are cardinals, which are humanoid animals, and then the petitioners are just regular animals. So it's animals all the way down. It's the world's biggest petting zoo, although there are like, you know, tigers and bears and snakes, oh my. Yeah, well, that's why King is there, to beat up any animals that uh, might be too dangerous, but that's probably not going to happen. Because Lime will gun down any animal with limes that threatens her. That and I don't have roll twenty open, so I have no I have no ability to roll on things. You just got to take my word. Like I rolled a thirty. <laughs> I do have it open in case we need it, but Nope, not gonna bother opening it. You just got to trust my word, Austin. Okay. What kind of animals do you want to take Lime to see? I think Lime wants to see um 
Hmm. What kind of animals are kids into? Well, so I had this thought the other day. You know how like there's been like a, a, a rush of news stories about kids who are really enamored with uh the trash the trash man? What? The garbage man. So like there's a lot of stories about kids who get really excited when the garbage truck pulls up because they're really, really excited. And people are like, I don't understand why. And I'm like, I think it's because when you're a kid, you're excited for like big machines. And as a kid, that's the most regular big machine you're going to see. I know train kids, kids who really like trains and like want to go see trains. I've never heard garbage trucks, though. You need to watch more uh, now this videos on Twitter when they show up in your feed. I highly doubt that, but go on. <laughs> so kids like kind of big, tough animals like or big, tough like trucks like that because they, they do big things. Uh, what would be the animal equivalent of a garbage truck? Uh, I think giraffe. Now we're going to try this game again. Austin, what do you think would be the... <laughs> Animal equivalent of a garbage truck. And think of something cooler this time. Hippopotamus. There you go. That'll work. Let's go see a hippopotamus. Okay. okay. <laughs> a hippopotamus. It's a long lost, long lost relative of Leomira Melbeck from last season. <laughs> I know. You can't say that. People will be like, oh, we knew it. It's the all-star season. All the characters are going to come back in the final episode, like Endgame. All the portals will open up. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so King takes Lime to the Beastlands, and they go and look at the hippopotami. Um, Lime immediately r breaks into a run and tries to get as close as possible. Daddy, Daddy, is going to get the pig and the guy. Yeah, they're really big, aren't they? I'm going to touch them. <laughs> Remember, suave. <laughs> why, why soft? Because you gotta pet them very softly. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. So that's the way. I'm gonna roll animal handling. What's your animal handling score? I have a plus seven. No way. Yeah, kings go with animals. Jesus, Benizus. That's a twenty-five. <laughs> All right, <laughs> suave as fuck. Oh my god, King's gonna return from vacation with an army of hippos. That's my goal. Okay, so uh, Lime and King just walk up to these wild hippopotami, and against all safety instructions, you probably w were told, you've roundly ignored all of them, and Lime is just petting the hell out of them. <gasps> Daddy is so soft and so big! I know! What do you think its name is? What? What do you think its name is? Um, Lasers. Lasers the hippo. That's awesome. <laughs> the only thing that runs in this family is a killer instinct and really <laughs> bad naming sense. I'll call you Duke Laserton. <laughs> the, the hippo uh, like opens its jaws as if to accept a watermelon, the thing that people usually bring it. I will toss a watermelon into its mouth. And then I will gently place lime atop the hippo. <laughs> okay, I mean, you got a 25. This hippo is basically your best friend now. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Uh, so you're going to ride this hippo around the, the beast lands with lime, looking, it's basically going on a safari on hippo back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you want to talk to lime about? Because you've just been through quite a traumatic experience, and I don't know how your uh, your outlook has changed, what kind of things are going on in, in King's brain, but maybe now's the time. 
How do you bring up to a child about the impending super war that will determine reality? Yeah. So did you have fun with McNuggets while King was away? While I was away? While Daddy was away? <laughs> McNuggets is fun. I love McNuggets. Was his dancing any good? He spins so much and he got sick and he throwed up all over the counter. Oh no! It's okay, he cleaned it up. Did he? Did you help? A little bit. You gotta remember to make sure to help when people are doing nice things for you. I don't have labor beams, though. Yeah, but you can use your big strong arms to clean up, just like Daddy does at our house. My arms aren't big as yours yet. They're going to, though. Just you wait. She makes a lime appear, like, in her sleeve to give her, like, big biceps. <laughs> Whoa! You're so strong! Let's see, does it trick actually, does it actually trick King? Uh, <laughs> perception roll, check. Roll, What's your perception? Roll, roll a bluff. <laughs> uh, my perception is a plus seven, so I guess I know. Christ almighty. Yeah, it's a 23. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I got, know. It's my kid. Yeah, he just, be, it, they, this, they play strong arm game. It's the strong arm game. Yeah. King is like, I'm glad you had fun. Is there anything else you want to go do? Um, ice cream. You want to get ice cream? Ice cream. Do you want to buy ice cream or make ice cream? Ice cream. You want to do both? Ice cream. Let's do both. Ice cream. Let's buy ice cream and then eat it while we make ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. We scream for ice cream. You want to come along to Glazerton? <laughs> yes, the hippo really wants ice cream. All right, let's all go. And King's going to put them both on his back. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm the strongest as humanly can be, so I'm doing it. You can't stop me, Austin. All right, strength check. Uh, okay. That's 18. You can't pick an entire hippopotamus uh, up. That's not what my role should be. Thank you very much. Five is the highest. Oh, no, you have advantage. Yeah. 13 no so 18 that's enough that's enough to like pick his front uh section up and like drag him along with you live you gotta give daddy some encouragement uh so you're wearing the uh the athar's gauntlet the 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 glove that uh abraham gave you how is king feeling about the athar and their mission because uh as we established in the other downtime scenes that you were in confucian silence for uh dedication to the ideology of the factions increases the power of the rewards you get king likes lancelot and abraham a lot so if you were to and and callie so if you were to consider the athar to be the sum of its members then he's a hundred percent on board with them if you were to say it's the ideals that he's he's not as strongly aligned yeah, hmm. That's an interesting thing about King is he doesn't really uh, internalize ideology that much. But so, what about his like, uh, let's say his will to stand for them, to fight for them? Like, if it just came down to that, has that grown? Oh yeah, he's 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 ride or die. Hmm. Okay, so I think I think King gets plus one to all strength related roles in addition to the advantage on strength checks. Oh, <gasps> oh my goodness, that's a lot. Yep. I'd said at the beginning, uh, joining the factions is the way to make your characters powerful this season. 
So that's actually a 19 to carry the hippo. It doesn't get to the 20 I was looking for, but the hippo's coming to ice cream. Okay, that's fine. You know what? That just gives me more of a reason. That gives King more justification and motivation to work out so that he can then pick up Duke Lazerton. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who's going to be living in our backyard now? I really thought this downtime was going to be about King like looking at his mortality and trying to decide what he wants to do with his life and how to make a better world for his child. But it's really about you adopting a hippo named Duke Lazerton. <laughs> yep. I found out, uh, Austin, I told you, I've, I've been mastering... Uh, the Confucianism style of being quiet and listening. And I've listened to what the audience said. And they don't want drama anymore. They want us, every opportunity we have, to adopt animals and give them wacky names and send them on adventures. It really is the least controversial thing we do. <laughs> so I could have King internalize his drama and uh, change who he is as a character. Or I could have him pick up this funny animal and uh, take it out for ice cream. And I think the audience is going to make it pretty clear which one they want in this situation. Yeah, so do we just fade out on uh, King Duke Laserton and Lime in an ice cream parlor? Or do you have anything else you want to establish about this? Uh, what flavor ice cream would King want? Uh, hmm, like a snickerdoodle. You know, something a little bit odd, mm -hmm. but he understands that different flavors are important. Whereas lime, bitch all about lime ice cream. That's that's just where we at. <laughs> okay, so no character development from lime yet. Well, no, I mean, she's two. Where her biggest character development is going to be, you know, losing teeth. Okay, and obviously Duke Laserton watermelon ice cream. Yeah, obviously. And then they go home and King teaches her how to make ice cream at home. Well, Duke Laserton destroys your apartment. Uh, he's outside, and uh, he's in the, the very nice backyard we have. Okay, is he playing with the neighborhood kids that you've all invited? Uh, who said I was doing that? You this said is, this, this is father-daughter time. Oh, okay, well, they could, they're still going to start showing up, because the last thing King said before he was murdered was, you and your friends can come over. Oh, those neighborhood kids, those are fine. I thought you just meant, like, random family neighbors across the street, like, <laughs> Whatever, but the Sigil kids, yeah, they're all cool. Now, your actual neighbors are all deathly afraid of both you and Lime, probably. Okay. <laughs> Unjustly, but fair. All right, so finally, Nifix the gnome, tell me about your level up. Oh, me, hello. I'm awake. I didn't fall asleep or anything. <laughs> uh, so level 12, not the most exciting of level ups, as we have stated. Uh, I get some extra HP. I get some abilities to glory increases. Uh, my charisma is now 20. Woo. Uh, my constitution uh, has also gone up, so that's 10 now. And that's it. That's all I get for a level up. Simple and easy. I do have a couple of notes here. Uh, the first is, I think we need to talk about your alignment. Yeah, I feel like that that needs to happen. During the last arc, there was, a, a, I would say, a, an escalating series of events which raised this question. Uh, to quickly recap, the first event, I would say, aligning yourself with the Doom Guard. I say aligning and not joining because you're not ideologically committed necessarily, but you did side with tragedy in that sequence, which is questionable. Uh, the second thing I would say would be uh, when 
uh, when you threatened Dido, who is an unarmed civilian, uh, you said, hey, we're a team that kills people. Tell us what we want to know or else, which it's read like a death threat to me. Uh, and she doesn't have any weapons. She doesn't have any class levels. She's just just a sheep lady. That seemed kind of harsh for a chaotic good character. And then finally, there was the murder of the newborn New York slod who quickly became a fan favorite, I would say. I will say on that one, I wasn't sure how canonical this uh, this <laughs> New York-speaking talking slard was, but... Uh... Uh-huh. I, I mean, it's great. Everything's open for interpretation. That is fair. I think when, as a player, there was a certain degree of, this is an exaggeration for, oops, no, apparently I canonically killed a... Yeah. A a wise cracking character, but uh, yeah, I mean, it could have gone either way, but I think it's it's more interesting if that that was like literal in the moment there. I mean, I read this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but hundreds of messages about that exchange, people having different theories about why she did it and how uh, genuine the slod was. Yeah, like I've seen a lot of that, and like that is the one that I want to say. Like for for me as a player, at least, I did not. I take that as a literal thing that was happening when making that choice for what the character the character was doing. Like for me, that was the that was Nifix acting on uh, crime of passion feels like the right phrase. The sort of just acting on emotion and responding responding in kind, as opposed to making a conscious choice to go. I'm going to murder this talking baby. Like I said, I think it was an escalating series of events over a, a deliberately uh, difficult and grueling arc. Like the the length of it yeah. was deliberate. It was about grinding down your resources into a kind of a hopeless feeling. And the way it played out, I feel like was a, a really strong way for Nifix to act. And the ambiguity and the the moral grayness is much more interesting than just saying, "Oh no, Chris was joking." It doesn't. Don't, yeah. don't care about that. I think it's way more interesting I, if the question yeah. of whether or not you should have done that is open. I, I, I get the moral ambiguity. I, I just think it's... I, I saw a lot of people reading things into my player choice that, that I didn't intend or necessarily realize were implications of that choice. But I, I, I think regardless, I think Nifix... Yeah, Nifix definitely no longer... Uh, chaotic good is where she started on the campaign, and I think that was right for her at the start. But that that definitely doesn't feel right for where she is at now. All right. So what do you think? What do you think in alignment wise now? Uh, alignments and dice funk are not like binding. Uh, you know, blood packs. It's just kind of a an indication. It's a tool for thinking about things. So don't don't feel like you have to make a a life or death decision. What are you thinking for alignment though? I I feel like. The chaotic part of the spectrum is still feels right for where she's at. I feel like chaotic neutral feels like a step in the right direction, and perhaps we'll see where things go from there. I mean, I think it's incredibly appropriate that of all arcs, the the slod arc would make you chaotic neutral. In a way, they kind of infected you. Yeah, that. <sighs> I, I think Nifix's Nifix's response at the end there with with kill, killing that that Babby Slard was at least in part give, giving that Slard about the the response that it probably would have given any of us. 
which was act act on impulse and do some murder. So yeah. It's open to interpretation what kind of character the New York slod would have been. It could have gone a bunch of different ways, but because of the escalating series of choices and difficulties Netflix was put through, she made a choice. Chaotic neutral feels right. And the last question I have before you talk about your downtime is uh, how how do you feel about uh, the Doom Guard and nihilism more generally? Do you, are you closer to feeling committed to that because there are bonuses associated because you have a doom guard item the uh ori o-r-i your uh or that can control water and shoot disintegration rays will get powered up the more yeah uh, you devote yourself to nihilism i feel like there is a conversation that needs to happen um with with, with them and nifix that that is going to happen but i think I think the way that this downtime scene plays out is going to probably be a big factor in how much Nifix goes down that road of nihilism. Okay, so we'll we'll leave uh, that in the notes here. We're not going to lock anything in yet. Tell us about your downtime, Nifix the Gnome. Yeah, so as has been the case with the last few times we've had downtimes, Nifix is trying to... F- finish off this whole who killed me quest and previously what we knew was person with a thousand faces which i think out of character the lead suspect right now for is probably blake but i i don't think nifix has had the the light bulb moment to put two and two together without prompting i think it's a little case of uh i don't think she sees the wood for the trees I've never heard it said wood for the trees. I mean, I know oh. that, you know, it's a wood well, the, forest, the for- the syn- forest synonyms. But oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, we use wood wood as a synonym for forest well, yeah, yeah. fairly yeah. frequently. <laughs> this is yeah. what they call in England a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never heard that, you know, like, we use woods in the same context here. I've just never heard it used in that phrasing. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting. So, so yeah, I, I suppose the... the the question here is, uh, in the time that we've been on our big, long, grueling quest, has Nifix's uh, robot assistant managed to find out anything else about the person with a thousand faces? Uh, so the last you spoke to Simon, he told you to go to the Society of Sensation headquarters, the tea house we already visited in this episode, and to use their uh, search engine, essentially, to find memories related to the man with a thousand faces. That was his suggestion to you. Yes, uh, and at this point, d- does Nifix potentially know that Cordelia has access to the Society of Sensation and could maybe, you know, help 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 friend get in there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've heard her talking with uh, Anastasia, and yeah, you're aware of her girlfriend drama, so she can yeah. she can slide you her library card and get in trouble with the university university <laughs> library for using someone else's card to swipe in. No worries. Well, in 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 that case, that's uh, that's. The the tap that Nifix is going to take now is to go and start rooting around for some for some clues. Because Lauren is sick, we'll we'll say that uh, Cordelia just gives you her membership Hooray! card and doesn't go herself because <laughs> Lauren is dying as we speak. Honestly, that's something I, like Lauren would do anyway. So did you ever get in trouble trying to swipe into the library, Lauren? No, because people tend to not suspect me because I look innocent. Yeah, they're just like, oh, this is a t- tiny little gnome lady. Just let and her I'm in. I'm like, 
<laughs> You're like, I'm just, I'm stealing and doing drugs right now. <laughs> uh, no one suspects the gnome. Yeah, that's how Lauren lives her life. Um, it's true. So, Nifix, you you enter with uh, Cordelia's a card, and you go into their archive of memories. All the people who submit. I mean, you can just literally go look at Cordelia's memory being saved by Blake if you wanted to. Um, but you're kind of using their uh, her story situation. This actually happens a lot on our show. But there, you can you can name keywords and find memories to them. This is a little game you and I are going to play right now. To find the man with a thousand faces, what kind of key, what kind of keywords would you like to search? Well, ob- obviously, a thousand faces seems like a good keyword to start with. Yeah, so I mean that's extremely general, and so anything dealing with numbers, anything with faces, is you you get a hundred bazillion yeah. results. Okay, uh, the man with a thousand faces. <laughs> does any just getting slightly more specific cue us in? If I put the commas around the sentence, so we're looking for a whole phrase. No, that that's very funny. But no, I'm not being an asshole about it. I'm saying yeah. that this name, which was given to the killer, and it's not necessarily the killer's name or anything, is is not actually helpful. Uh, unseen killer. Uh, as, as long as humanity, as long as people have existed, there have been unseen killers. Yeah, not helpful. I would think more specifically, or you want to do maybe an intelligence check? Uh, 12. A little above average. Yeah, that's not great. I would say, uh, you're trying to find your killer. So with just an, uh, an average check, maybe you'd look up things related to, uh, yourself. Yeah, that was going to be my next suggestion was like, by by coincidence, does anyone in the Society of Sensation happen to have a memory of the 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 tournament that was going on the day I died? Did someone witness my murder and go, "Oh, that was a that was a thing I experienced"? I think that that could be interesting. There's some people who saw you die and were traumatized by it, so they went to the Society of Sensation to have that memory extracted. Hmm. Like literally, they just didn't want to remember seeing someone die, and so they got that removed. God, that sounds great. Yeah, it's kind of that's like one of the services here is be like, I don't want to remember that anymore. That sucked. Yeah. Um, but in in your Nifix search, I think you find one that piques your interest, uh, which is from the perspective of someone uh, here. They're just named Hector. Uh, and you see a memory from their perspective, which is them uh, conducting your autopsy. Huh. Um, they wanted to forget this for some reason. Uh, that you see, like your own dead body, kind of upsetting. Uh, this per- yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> you see the the person whose memory this is. You see their hands, which are very spiky. You don't know what kind of species this is, but its skin is like armored, and they have tons of spines, like a like a mm. porcupine, but all over their hands. Very strange. And they're doing the autopsy. They're you know cutting you open, checking stuff. And you you've probably looked up your own autopsy report and. You don't uh, death cause unknown, a big mystery. But uh, after this autopsy is wrapping up, you're just watching it because that's something you found, and um, you're just looking for clues. And as far as you know, you're not a medical expert. It seems pretty normal up until the end, uh, where they, th- this person whose name in the memory is labeled Hector, uh, they cut your head off. Oh yikes! Oh, they then they slide your body into. Uh, one of the the fridges, like the you know morgue fridges. Yeah. Uh, close the door, and then they put your head in a bag. So we we were brought 
back to life with true resurrection that doesn't keep intact any, like, there's no sign of, like, hmm, there's a mysterious scar around my throat I hadn't thought about. You get a whole new body when that happens, so. Yeah. Yeah, true resurrection gives you an entirely new body. That's why a lot of people were like, is King going to come back weird because of the slot infection? And it's completely unrelated. True resurrection, you just speak someone's name and they appear completely free of any injuries diseases curses it's like nothing bad ever happened to them that's what happened to all of you so whatever happened to any of your bodies for that matter i mean king was killed by the lady of pain the first time which meant he was flayed and he's fine so no no reason to think uh there's any relation to you now nifix but but when you died uh the person conducting the autopsy cut your head off and seemed to keep it that's weird. Uh, assassi- uh, decapitations? Assassinations? Any identity on this Hector? Uh, sudden thoughts about where to proceed? Um, uh, yeah, you want to roll history to know more. Yeah. Do you want to know more? <laughs> Press 1. I, I don't know if I want to know more, but I feel like I need to know more. Uh, that's a 12 again. Yeah, not great. You don't know much except that uh, autopsies in Sigil are conducted in the Mortuary, which is the headquarters of a faction called the Dustmen. Ooh. Yay, Dustmen! <laughs> the Dustmen are the most important thing in the video game Planescape Torment. The game both begins and ends in the Mortuary. <laughs> okay. Can I go and investigate there? Because that seems like maybe a big avenue. Yeah, uh, with a 12, I'm trying to think how much to tell you about the Dustmen. Um, the Dustmen believe that everyone's already dead. And the other important thing to people's everyday life is they, they deal with the dead bodies and refuse and trash. They're like the trash men. They pick up the garbage in Sigil. They conduct uh, autopsies and actually funerals. You already probably fucked up a Dustmen uh, function in, in, in the church. Um, but uh, also they um, they are responsible for maintaining an army of zombies that do manual labor. Yeah. So if you're walking around Sigil and you see zombies like fixing the, the cobblestone streets, that's the Dustmen. Okay, so Nifix wants to... Basically Nifix's plan of attack right now is... Go and go and bluff that that you have a an appoint a, a meeting booked with Hector, and talk your way into a room with them so that you can go. Hey, my head. The fuck happened with my head? Yeah. So Nifix, you leave the tea house and you go to the mortuary. It's enormous. This is where all the bodies and sigil go. And sigil is, I mean, like I said, like the New York of Dungeons and Dragons. This mortuary is like. Uh, Madison Square Garden. It's mm. it's comically large for a mortuary, um, and there are guards outside. And when you approach, they hold their hands up and they say, "You don't look like a dust man." Oh no no. Um, I've I, I've got a I've got a meeting with uh, with Hector. He's uh, one one of the one of the dustmen. Uh, we 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 need to deal with a situation that has arisen about um. Burial permits. I, I, I'm, I'm here from the, from the council. I, I just need to have, have a meeting with Hector. Yeah, deception. Uh, I'm good at that in theory. Please give me an okay roll to support that bonus. Twenty five. Yikes on bikes. That's very wow. good. Wow. Yeah. 
dang, I was hoping this would be harder. (laughs) With a 25, one of them says, oh, damn, Jerry, not the council. I don't want to get in trouble with the council. Go on in, miss. Uh, Nifix makes sure to turn her uh, brand game, uh, brand branded gamer hoodie inside out as to look, you know, more official as, uh, as she walks in. Uh, so you venture deep into the mortuary, which is as drab and gothic a building as you've ever been in. Uh, everything's dusty and it's and staffed mostly by zombies. The zombies are the janitors. The, gar- the zombies are the maintenance men. Uh, you've never seen so many zombies in your life. And if you were breaking in here, which I was kind of hoping <laughs> you would have to do, uh, they would attack you and there'd be a big fight and just let me throw away all this planning. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm I just... can I can pick a fight if you'd like, Austin. No, it's fine. Um, so you you go deeper into the mortuary. Um, let's see here. Uh, how about uh, investigation? Investigation? Yeah, sure. You don't actually know where Hector is. Uh, fourteen. That's okay. I'd say you wander around more than you're comfortable with. Um, yeah, you eventually find the body storage by alphabetical. So there's like an A wing, a B wing, a C wing, uh, Nifix, mm. you don't have a last name. So I guess they just file it under your mononym N. Do you have a secret last name? Uh, Nifix has a secret last name. What is it? I ain't telling. <laughs> oh, I hate not knowing things. Nifix secretly has a last name, and it's really lame. Like the kind of lame last name that if you were if you were streaming games on the internet, you wouldn't want anyone to know because you'd just seem really lame. Butts. <laughs> yeah. Zimmerman. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you got. You both got it in one simultaneously. You somehow both got it. So Nifix, you find this the section which is alphabetical with your embarrassing last name, and you go there and you find a creature doing autopsies. Uh, does this look like Hector? Tell me if this picture I've posted looks like the thing I described. That looks like the thing that was described. I would, I would say. Ew, I don't like it. Tell me about it. Ugly. Uh, it, it looks like the traditional D&D vision of a goblin if you stretched out all of its limbs and covered it in porcupine spikes. Interesting that you say goblin, because this is a devil, uh, which are the the lawful evil species. So this was a... We all know that goblins are delightful. Yeah, goblins. Everyone loves goblins here. This is a pro-goblin podcast. But so this is the opposite of demons. I don't think you've seen a devil this season so far. This is the lawful kind, but yeah, it's uh, covered head to toe, every every part of its body with uh, with barbs because this is a barbed devil. That's the kind of creature this is. Um, and this barbed devil, I think, wearing like hospital scrubs because Ugh. they're professional, uh, is is chopping up bodies and writing down notes because they work here. They're a dust man, dustman dust folk uh and that this is their job working in the mortuary okay um uh, nifix is just gonna confidently walk up and go uh any uh any chance you're hector yep that's me what can i do you for hey so funny thing you've got my oh, yeah. head i'm i'm <laughs> gonna just i'm gonna need you to have a look at my face for like just a second do you remember cutting this off? Because 
Because I died a little while back, and you dealt with my body, and... I I suppose you might not remember this, because you left it at the Society for getting rid of your memories, but, uh... <laughs> apparently you... you... Chopped off my head! And that is a thing that you... 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 you didn't put with the rest of my body. And I'm curious about. If I cut off your head, what are you doing here? Death is a funny thing. Not super permanent, it turns out. You've not answered my question, though. Why are you cutting off heads? It's my job. Lady, look. What, cutting off off heads of people who are already dead and not storing them with the body is your job? Not that part, strictly, no, but, I mean, I'm... I'm a dust man, I cut up bodies. Yeah, but... What did you do with my head? Now, I know you think you want the answer to that question. But trust me, you don't. Look, if it was a sex thing, just tell me now so we can get this over (laughs) with. Was it a sex thing? (laughs) Oh my god. I'm a devil, not a pervert. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Okay, then why did you take my head? (sighs) I think you should go home. You're gonna get hurt asking questions like this. Newsflash, I already got murdered. I don't know what I have left to lose at this point. Being back alive ain't great. If I die again, whatever. I really don't care. Why did you take my head? Wow, that nihilism really kicking in. <laughs> Listen, you've got a new head. You look great. Look, Your aura is pulsing with power. Very impressive. How much is it going to cost to make you go away? Um, The information about what the hell is going on. That would help. That would get me to go. Nah, I ain't no snitch. Fuck off out of here. Uh, mm, let me have a look at what spells I have. Kill him! Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. At this point, Nifix is gonna uh, prepare the all and start, ch- uh, and start charging up a destructive wave. Uh-oh. And I put a pointer at him and just go, Look, I've died. I've watched a friend of mine die. I can't do my career anymore in case I get killed again, because I don't know why I died. So I'll probably get killed again if I go back to doing whatever I was doing. I've got nothing to lose right now. So do you want to talk to me? Because I'd really like to know what's going on. Yeah, roll intimidation. Uh, Short little gnome in loud clothes with an oar. That's frightening. Uh, 15, and that's with a 2 on the roll. <laughs> yeah, he's a dustman. He thinks he's already dead. So he says, fuck out of here, gnome. You ain't gonna do it. Nifix is gonna do it. Gonna fire, <laughs> fire off that destructive wave. <laughs> Alright, roll, roll damage on the doctor. Uh, constitution save? Yeah, not not combat trained, not great. Four. Now you you own <laughs> Hector's shit. Yeah, yeah. So let's roll that damage. You, yeah. Hector is having a very bad day. So first, the thunder damage is ten. That that was some bad rolls on my part, but it's fine. We've still got the uh, the radiant damage. Uh, so that's nineteen radiant damage. So twenty nine total damage. All right, so you point the ore at him and you blast him across the room with a wave of destruction. Uh, you could seriously mess him up and blast, I mean, all of his equipment everywhere. You wreck 
this examination room in addition to hurting him badly. And he's like, holy shit, she's serious. I thought you were just a little punk. No, I got killed. My old life is in shambles. Everyone keeps getting killed. I don't know what the fuck's going on. You have some answers. Now, do you want me to heal you up again so I can hit you with another one of these? Because whatever you think about death, pain's sure real. Ooh. Okay, I want to make this explicit because of the, the nihilism conversation earlier. Would you torture this man? Do it. Mm. <laughs> Lauren, I hope that picked up. <laughs> Do it. And, 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 and you're chaotic neutral right now. I just want to... Do wanna... it! Okay, um, <laughs> worth it. I... Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> I th- I think that at this point, I I think I think Nifix would. I think that this is someone who did something weird to her body after she died, and is hiding secrets about it, and she's just pissed off. I mean, he did steal your head, and I feel like, and and as the conversation at the start of the episode made clear, apparently. It's it's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. All of this is fine. What does it matter? Hector sees in your eyes that you are prepared to torture him for this information, and he says, "Man, I don't know. What, I don't know what he does with the heads. He just pays me." Who? What does who do with the heads? I mean, he doesn't give his name. Obviously. Okay. Where do it's, I? It's an illegal head transaction. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What do you know? Because you know more than I do. Sometimes he he sends messages and he asks for certain heads and I drop him off in the park and he, he drops he dead drops me money. That's all I know. I don't know what to use him for. It might be a sex thing. Do you know any other head? Like, do you know who any of the specific heads he's asked for? I mean, not off the top of my head. No pun intended. I can get I, I can get you a list. Don't 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 shoot. You can get me a list. And if you can get me some way of... When are you supposed to drop your next head? Sting! I'll tell you what, your next head, why don't you give it to me, and I'll deliver it. <laughs> Conrad's uh, the, the dead body on the floor that he was cutting up. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to give you some, some, some possible opportunity. Head sting, head sting. <laughs> how, how about this? This person can contact you. How about I hear next time they're after one of these heads? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a list and I'll, I'll tell you what you want. Just just let me clean up. I'll, I'll meet you in the park. Bitch, which park? Snentral Park. Snentral Park. You can tell it's the, it's, you know which one it is because it has the big keep out sign with the picture of that little girl who killed all those kids with the limes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not, uh, the killing was a joke the kids were only injured with limes um at this point nifix is gonna is gonna heal uh heal hector back up you heal hector up enough that he can clean this up so it doesn't look like you blew it up which would come back to bite you i think yeah and uh he's gonna meet you in snentral park <laughs> yeah off off we go
Uh, so Nifix, you leave the mortuary and go down to the park. You see a sign which says, under no circumstances is this child allowed entry. And it's a giant picture of lime. <laughs> um, and I think you sit on a bench with the dark sunglasses and a big newspaper. While Nifix sits on the bench waiting for uh, Hector to show up, she's going to take another swig of that prescription bone juice just to uh, keep on top of everything. Uh Keep 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 her in the uh keep her in the aggression is no big deal uh zone so that she doesn't uh chicken out. So you sit yeah, you sit down on this bench and you're waiting for Hector to show up with the lists and to help you conduct a sting, um, when someone sits down next to you. Okay. Who sits down next to me? <laughs> it's that guy! It's Cicero! Hey! It sure is. It's the Ultraloth Cicero. Squidward. <laughs> it's like, what if Squidward didn't have a mouth or a nose? If he was your boss. <laughs> yeah, if he was Blake's old boss, who sits down next to you and says, Hello, Nifix. Can I help you? It's not me. You need to help. Come again? You had three chances. Jean the Demon Queen, Tragedy the Norn, and Babble the Slod. I get what you're saying. This is literally the worst time you could ask. Yes, that does make it more dramatic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna go like there are there are two others you could go chat to right now. You Signed the contract. My conduit enforces the letter of the law by magic. You won't see Blake signing no fucking contracts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you did you did agree to kill the vice presidents of failsafe, and oral contracts yeah. are enforceable. Did I agree to that's, anything? That's a different arrangement. That's a, there's a I agreed to do it in exchange for service. So you know I don't hold up my end. He doesn't pay out his end. I'm not so worried about that. Yeah, uh, Cordelia, you did. You made a deal with him, but then it was uh, you you both held up your ends, and it ended. So oh, that's nice. You gave him the heavenly silver, if you'll recall, for help two times. Okay. Uh- Nifix turns to him and just says, Look, this is a bad time. Where does that leave me right now? Just just, just put it on the table. The Yaklaw has filed for anticipatory repudiation. This is a bank holiday, so the paperwork hasn't cleared yet. But tomorrow morning, the contract will be satisfied and liquidated damages will be assessed. I'm guessing that means my soul going that way. Exactly. You will be liquidated, and your soul will be forfeited to the Yawclaw. You say I've got till tomorrow morning. This is your last chance. Obtain a great soul, or you will die. You have... Twelve hours.
You know what that means. It's time for executive My birthday, producers. exactly. It's my birthday. Oh. Everybody, make sure to give me a present at patreon.com slash Yorsky. Wow, thanks. Such generosity. Also, give me a present for Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do it all the way through. Disclaimer, all presents to Austin will eventually go to Lauren. <laughs> no. Uh... Uh-huh. The executive producers for December 2019. You know that's not going to pick up. You know your butt's not going to pick up. I'm right on the mic, you little fuck. I'm right on it. Just giving it a smoocherino. (laughs) Why do you have to do it like this, though? Is this what Santa would want? Oh, my God. I will murder you. Me? Yes. Do the credits. Joseph Dombrello. Extellaris. Garrett, I talk words. I are people. <laughs> now they're just they're trolling me. Ba 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 ba. Conduit of groceries. Jade, the emperor's hand. That's ominous. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. Devin, conduit of evolution. Evolution. John Madera, conduit of caramel lattes. The cult of Gorfinax. Rob Dakin, conduit of dice funk, keeping me sane on a 300-mile drive. I wonder if on a 300-mile drive you listen to the whole credits every episode. That really eat up some time, huh? Paul yeah. Mullen. Alice in the Purple. Emily, conduit of Dynamax Yamper. Oh, he's so big. He's so big. Christ man, fist fighting Santa over spoiled white kids. I bet, I bet Santa will kick the shit out of most white kids. I think he- so. He's powerful. Toshiro Kuru, conduit of being thankful for content that inspires. Andrea Grothman. Dr. Goat of Christmas Past Man. <laughs> Face down, ass up. That's the way my brother died. <laughs> That's very good. I don't feel like we could do it justice, honestly. Festive Jamie is probably stressing over gifts as you speak. Can we just take a moment to talk about gifts and how what an awful obligation they hey, are? Hey, shut up, Francoisy. She likes gifts. I hate gifts. This is the main fissure in our friendship. He drawn master. Nephis, Nef, Nephis. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. Ne- Nephis, Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Possum Kingdom refugee supports Lauren's nudes. Thank you. Random conduit of would you like a hug? Vinny, conduit of Christmas No, I can't read this one. Do it! Vinny, conduit of Christmas tree butt plugs. That can't be real. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. Z two three six one nine. It's just the quiet assurance, like, yes, Austin, yes it is. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony, patron of Dora. Oh, I guess like Christmas tree themed. I was thinking of like just an actual tree. I was like, that can't What's be. What's wrong with you? A lot of things, honestly. <laughs> Morgan Rapp. Haley Anderson. Did we say Anthony Patron of Dora? I was too busy thinking about butt I plugs. I did. Pinko Sock. Haley Anderson. I'm going backwards. Pinko Sock. <laughs> <laughs> and someone did uh, Santa Photogen. Nah, Santa <laughs> North Pole. <laughs> it's the thing from Call of Cthulhu. The Cthulhu Photogen made with Santa. I'm sorry I ruined your joke by just explaining it. Tis I! Zedster. 69, Spoopy420, Sean, by Lauren's Ludes. Yes. A montage of gothnific staring out into the rain. Wow. 
A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Sorry, I was thinking about Nifix. That's such an important image for people to internalize for this arc. Aaron Norgard. <laughs> Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, future chapter head of the Satanic Temple of Nebraska. Someone's gotta do it. <laughs> Agent Hedgepiggle. Aki Savalainen. Alex Vepra. An otter playing in the snow. This otter's going on such an adventure through the credits. I'm jealous. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feggy, conduit of eyeballs in the fruitcake itself. No. Andy Harkins. It's like a haunted house thing where it's like the spaghetti is. What is the spaghetti? Mm, organs? Yeah, with their eyes in the fruitcake. Anna. Uh, Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Archduke Archibald, the huggable cactus. Huggable of cactus. <laughs> the huggable of cactus. Ariadne, spinning up a new display name. Still good. Arjun de Koning. <laughs> Ash, the gayest bitch in the Midwest. Austin Korksky, conduit of best boy itself. <laughs> Austin, you absolute slad. <laughs> Austin! Merry Christmas to everyone. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of Christmas cheer, and I just want to reiterate, presents are bad, and I don't like them. Becky Toothail, property of Janiac. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. B-Ray Echo. 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 Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny, slimy nips. <laughs> Why are they slimy? I don't know. They added it in that, in, they added that in to hurt me. Big challenges. <laughs> Big time Getty Lee, member of Big Time Rush. I get it. Blackstone Morgan. Blue Six. Bones or Bones. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> cattle, yeah. I know that's wrong. Don't at me. Cute lady Christmas candy conduit of orchids. Callum, rake with a Blake. Wait, fuck. Turner. Cameron Abbas. Someone sh should throw Blake in the lake and say Blake in the lake. I don't think he'd like it. No. Candace, listen to Dice Funk Starling. Cara Dwen, conduit of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. Being not horny is the greatest gift you can give me. Everyone out there. Just, uh, just uh, for, for Christmas this year, don't be horny. Chance Hamlin is a gambling pig at your Xmas feast. <laughs> Charlie, I fucking choked on my breakfast at Womblade. <laughs> Chocolate. I just want to say, Chance Hamlin, thank you for inspiring my one shot with your name sounding like a gambling pig. <laughs> was that it? I remember. Yeah, that was what I was, that's what I was like. Gambling pig. I can go somewhere with this. Yeah, I remember it was basically just a stream of consciousness word association, but that's funny. Chastity jeans. Chloe the dog defending house against Nemesis dog. <laughs> Chris, conduit of bad decisions walling. Christopher Charlau. Coho Blast. Colton King. Conduit of cat beef. <laughs> Cordelia the tube with the tude. Coram the recursive, conduit of Coram himself. Cosmignon, conduit of Stardust, Ink Master General. Counterfifth. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Cucumber. Dandy Snuff. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Dawning Frost. Deathworm Jingle, don't let the bells end. 
Is, okay, is that a subtitle for the movie Death Worm Jingle? I don't know, but it's very ominous. I'd watch it. Decibel. Declan Sands. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Dinosaurs are giant birds with teeth. Now, I'm no dinosaurologist, but... Geese have teeth already. DM Tao. Now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Not to be confused with Don Johnson, who is a person who exists. <laughs> she added that. That's not part of it, but that would be a funny thing to write. <laughs> Dorian, conduit of devotion. Dr. Izix. Dragon Nexus, conduit of taking too long to support you. Dylan and Rillin, the dog, listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also, dishes. Dylan, conduit of snake pants. Ebrand, if you kill the first Patreon, then we all die. (laughs) Hold on, can I go back to snake pants for a second? Are those pants that snakes wear, or are they pants made out of snake skin? I feel like snake pants for snakes would just be like a tube. It's just a tube. They don't have legs. Speaking of, if you kill the first patron, we all die. Uh, I was playing a video game recently where there's a character who's obsessed with killing the first vampire, so all vampires die, and the joke <laughs> is that they're ridiculous and stupid. And I'm, I was like, well, it's Lauren. Ecorin! <laughs> Elder dog. Elderly goose summoned the untitled goose. Now it's ruining Christmas. Help! Eleanor Nonante sees Perrigin, haunt vampire lady with depression. Elaine, fuck, I'm not ready for 2020 yet, oh gods. No one's ready. Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, happy holidays from me and Moose. All I want for Christmas is to know what Moose is. We get a Christmas card in the mail and it's, it's, it's Emma. It's a question mark. And it's Emma and the animal that's like blocked by a bunch of presents in front. We can't see it. <sighs> Diego Fendon. Erin Leilagadek. Fair Majesty Empress Quinn offers fire warmest Yuletide greetings. Florian H. Francois Arsenault. Frank Sands. Ginger Beers. Grapefruit Juice. Graffiti Conduit of Rhetorical Penis Art. Can you roll for penis, please? Half Thor Grunderson. <laughs> nope, do the accent. Half Thor Grunderson, first of his name, bought a fryer and brimstone redeem. Happy Holidays from Arachnable and the Silk Matron. Praise the web. Praise the web. Harbinger of the coming furry invasion. Harley the floral lyric cat. Harrison Andrew. Harry, Dice Funk the best allies. Hats off to Botswana, the musical extravaganza. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing. I probably should look it up, but I'm not going to. Hey guys, it's Ashley. <laughs> I read ahead. He's a good Brent dogs. His dick's smaller (laughs) than my toes. I'd rather ride Squidward Nose. That's Cupcake, right? I don't know, but it seems like... I mean, the audience hasn't heard the episode yet where you dick shame a monster for like 20 minutes. Oh, I did do that. Uh, Tell me later if I'm correct, and that's a lyric from the song by Cupcake. Anyways. (laughs) Ho, ho, holy, 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 ho, Oh, wow, you actually did the whole thing, yeah. I imagine that's the, the... the angel from the first episode wearing a nice Santa hat, and I enjoy him. Yeah. Horny for drama. How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. I'm tired of doing this every month. Just read the rest of the names. <laughs> Is that you, Lauren? Yes. Did you sign up to troll this? I'm trapped in an emotionally draining do- job. Dob. Job. Send dick jokes. What would an emotionally draining dog even be? Just wants too many pets? No, that's, that's, that doesn't exist. Ingmar Grimman. 
It's just Squid Cap this month. Nothing here. No, wait. Nothing more. Nothing less. It's your boy H.P. Lovecraft back with the fish people. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac is wishing everyone a merry unicorn dance party. Now, knowing Janiac, merry unicorn dance party could be a euphemism, so let's all be careful out there. Jasper, the magical Christmas badger. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Just fidget. Conduit of veggies. <laughs> That's how you were saying it. Jingle yams. Joanna the Wrenchwitch. John Carey. John Potts. John Barnett. John, you didn't finish. I well, it, there was a hyphen. I was giving it a pause, and then you jumped in. John Conduit Barnett, of Conduit of Pillows. <laughs> My voice is going uh-huh. in a second. John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, recused vengeance paladin on the holidays. Christmas with Bigfoot. That's like a baby shoes never worn. It's <laughs> just Christmas with Bigfoot. I feel like it's really hard to buy presents for Bigfoot. Because he's too big. Crocs. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin Berthiesel. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of holiday themed regret. That's how I'm going to feel when I'm drink 10,000 eggnogs and I die. Kiefer Lowe. <laughs> Kelladry is thankful that her spirit is bound to the awe-inspiring Mitzi. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. I forgot my ke- credits voice from last month. Ken Teroy. Killer Cotton Shizno. Ken Ikufan. Kitty Foe, one breathing burrito calling out of your stocking. Well, that was an upsetting update on the burrito situation. Corito Prime, Digimon is better than Pokemon on the Switch. Corito Prime, you really gotta fucking sharpen your argument before you step up to me, because I can't with you right now. Come on. Come on, fool. Christina, condo to finally writing my master's thesis itself. Kyle Badsvik. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady Misfit Dino Fact Mosasaurs are not dinosaurs, but lizards, specifically that. We have a lot of paleontologists in here who are very excited about dinosaurs and birds and lizards and teeth. <laughs> I don't know why we attracted that audience, but okay, cool. Larry Yelling Man. Lars Owners. Lauren's mom's duck, conduit of Santa Claus, but underwater. Lupia- I miss her. I misread that as Lauren's mom's dick at first, and I was Come like, I don't on. know if we're going to read this one. <laughs> Loopy elephant. I'm sorry, Lauren's mom. Lauren Lauren Cates eats holly co- cokerazog. It's a holly font in an aracocra in a bozog. I did have a turducken this year. It was very tasty. All three of those are sapient. <laughs> They're not animals. Oh, that is bad. They're people. Ludovico. Limited. Luther, the conduit of a button quail in a pear tree. That sounds like a very small quail. Precious. Maclode, conduit of perpetual horn. Now, what did I say about Christmas horniness? This Mid-core year, core death lord. This year, we're not doing it. Nobody's we horny. Are. Do it, <laughs> Master Zemno Hort, or should I say Zemno Horn? Because all horny now. <laughs> no mistletoe. I'm done with it. Math Tiger won't tell Lauren what $400.60 plus $20.09 is. I know, you can't stop me. Matt Collier! Is this a sex thing? What's going no, on? It's four twenty sixty nine. you idiot. <laughs> I know. No, you didn't. But I thought the denial of the information for 
Never mind. I thought it was no. a power thing. They were keeping it from you. Matt Lackett's is almost done with his PhD at last. Sleep in video games. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Neo Scum Schultz. Also very cute that Matt Lackett's thinks they get to sleep and play video games now that school's done. My dude, huh. that was your last chance. You're done. You're done, son. <laughs> Joke's on you. Maximum side boob X, two turtle doves and a side boob in a pear tree. Imagine, conduit of screaming internally. Melbent. Merry flowers. Merry Christmas to Paco, the coolest shark in Denmark. Oh God, Paco. Is that, the, is that the shark from the shark tracker that went no, his own way? Pablo. Oh, Pablo's a cool shark we saw once. <laughs> Don't, he that's was nothing. He's going all over the place. Merry Christmas from Melissa the Dice Goblin. My, yep. Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. <laughs> I just like taking it from you. You do. Midlife stasis, conduit of inevitability. Mike draws you roasting nut buttons by an open fire. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of passing from credits into a one-shot as an ocelot. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen, les- lesbian seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. You fucked it up. <laughs> I always do it real good. Yeah. My last joke name was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> a warm kiss for cold tips. I don't know what that means. It sounds vaguely horny, so I disapprove. <laughs> My valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskins, conduit of... Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. <laughs> Nick. Nicole Woodruff. Not so transient. Needs a new profile name. Passerby. Pie Rabjurg. Pangolin. Patrick Babcock. Patrick Williams. Please check my webcomic, ruinisfortune.com. Yeah, the, the credits are mostly ads for other people and Lauren's nudes. And then people <laughs> calling me uh, names. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of trying so hard that you ruin it, but festive. Oh, nice. Pumpkin Spice Katerion. Is it still pumpkin spice season? It's always pumpkin God, I'm so mad I can't even say it. It's an extremely white Pirates hill to die. I got it! This is an extremely white hill to die on, Laura. <laughs> Pumpkins and yams and various... Yams aren't gourds, but they're similar in texture. They're delicious, and everyone can get off my dick about it pyrosychotic the mini boss secretly relaying messages of deceit r.i.p king Sladass. we Ooh. hardly knew ye oh no I, that's the name yeah this was probably <laughs> submitted before we decided the canon fandom name is the new york slod Rizumi azura remsive robert chisholm conduit of efficiency robert tuttle salad child sean lyons burke Simmons, conduit of harder slatty. Sergeant Rattlebones, the skeleton war rages on. <laughs> Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of hedonistic, pansexual, polyamorous switches. Sand Milk Tom. Sir Octopus. Nope, I did it again. <laughs> Back, octopus. A classic Sir Octopus. Sir Octopus, <laughs> conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Slime King Mike, using these credits as a platform to meet a cute dragon boyfriend. Aw. The new social networking site, the new Tinder, is on the credits of Dice Funk. You heard it here first, folks. Snack Kearney, the Christmas snack. 
Socialist icon gardener Minshew the Third. Spaghetto drifts eternal and sanctified Wimbus. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Spore Man Zero. Stefan Lund, conduit of tired of responding to last month's credits. Wow. <laughs> what did we do to Stefan last time? Steven Martinez, protector of Austin's bussy. <laughs> <laughs> Form ranks, trade <laughs> phalanx. <laughs> You're <laughs> killing her. Sternod, conduit of consonants. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marzing. To beat the spokes. To beat the, huh? To beat the. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Please leave this in. Please okay. <laughs> Sorry to be that. <coughs> okay. T- Tabitha spokes. Tales of inquiry. <laughs> to be that. <laughs> Everyone really got you, huh? <laughs> what was I even thinking? Terraflops. <coughs> Therapy pipes, conduit of gremlin. Thanks, Austin. Great show. <laughs> See, now that's that's a credit I can get behind. Just The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous mongoose who's secretly standing directly behind you. The precursor. Thoughts and prayers for Juma and Jack's D&D players. They are my precious. And that's thoughts, T-H-O-T-S. So. Nice. Titty Picks is legal tender 2020. Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Tree... Trees, they are Trees, us. Trees, they are us. Yeah, you yeah. made me. Trevor, you, you made fun of me last time because I said Trisithereus. <laughs> We're both wrong. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> the goblin teacher. Shanus. Universal Toby. Victor Melito, conduit of quietness. When do we get a dice funk? One shot of big gay orcs. Apparently, I can't. You can just got get someone to DM it. We can. It'll happen someday. William Vink. Wise Guru. Ziphosaurus. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar conduit of retribution. And that's the end of the list. Anything else? Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. Patreon.com slash Of Horse. Patreon.com slash Weekly Manga Recap. Lauren has a bunch of stuff. Lauren? Uh, I have like several hundred pictures of my titties. <laughs> that's so, a lot. Do you ever think about well, how many that is? it's not just my titties. No, I literally have like 500. There's only 360 titties. degrees. Of perspective. Listen, listen, you do minimum 10 picks per set, and you gotta do different outfits. Anyways, I got that shit you're looking for. <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> and you open Open's the trench coat, and it's just titties. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm more delicious. Uh, yep, ever iTunes, YouTube, yeah. Podbean, Google Play. You know how to do You know what podcasts are. You know how they work. Come on. Why are you making me do this? Why would you be here at the end of the whole thing if you didn't know what podcasts were? That seems irresponsible. <laughs>